Um, we should probably actually record a podcast. So <laughs> <laughs> I've been stalling this whole time. <laughs> Don't panic. It's fine. It'll be just like this. Am I breaking your levels? Am I good? Am I good? Stacey? You're absolutely good? fine. You are. Thumbs up. Crackly. Am I echoing? I, I have fucking switched everything off in this house apart from this PC. <laughs> I was like, nothing. No electrical waves, <laughs> no radio waves, no motion machine, no fridge. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, it's just me and Stacey. <laughs> so oh. hopefully the boy's out, everyone's out. I've hoovered <laughs> just for acoustics. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it. <laughs> ladies and gents and everything in between welcome to episode 54 of stacy's a pop culture parlor i don't know why i stuck an a before the word pop there but you know you gotta mix things up after 54 episodes i guess Uh, before i introduce my lovely doubly guests i just want to say thank you to everybody who uh, listened to and took part in and donated to spcp live 2 it was a cracking day i'll talk more about it later but i just want to say thank you to everybody because uh, it was well stressful (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and it almost broke my brain, so it's nice to know that people gave a shit. Uh, joining me today... <laughs> Sorry. I'm the worst. Shh, I haven't introduced you yet. Gosh. Gosh. Joining me today is one of the lovely ladies who joined us in the parlour on the 24-hour show and uh, actually saved our podcast in bacon when I made a slight boo-boo with time differences. Whoops. Uh, it's the delightful Danny Abram. Hello. Hi, Stacey. I'm going to wave. Oh, yeah. You know with Skype, how it's like, it breaks that barrier. You know, if it's like, I've, I've done like job interviews on Skype where the the image of them pops up on my screen and I can't help but go, hey! and wave my hand. And I'm like, oh, hang on, sorry, this is a job interview. I'm sorry. <laughs> what is <off>. Skype? <laughs> See, I literally never put the webcam part of it on because I just think right, that angle's not right. good for me. Because at the moment, I'm currently sat on my bed with my laptop in front of me. So what you'd be getting is a, is a prime view of my double chin and my nose. <laughs> <laughs> might even be able to see my brains if I had any. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Again. Thanks for having me. Thanks for having me back. I thought I'd fucked up the first time around. I was so bloody nervous. Oh, you shouldn't have been. You were amazing and also really did save our bacon because I don't know what we'd have done if you hadn't been around to swap with Kelly Sue because, ah. <laughs> oh, man. Kelly Sue. I swapped. I stepped in for Kelly. Yeah, she was on, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> She was 
make it as well, wasn't she? But I was like so sweaty after my hour. I was like, <laughs> I couldn't listen to her for the whole of it. So I had to wait until like he'd done all the episodes. <laughs> she was wicked. <laughs> she, I could listen to her talk all day. And then oh, man, she's funny. Yeah. She, uh, she ran a bit long, but I, I just didn't want to be the one to say to her, can, can you shut up though? We've got other guests because mm, I didn't know it. Like you had that little like super handy dandy list of like who's on and when menu. I was like, this is wicked. And then like, oh, just got fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> and then she was originally for like half hour, wasn't she? But like, yeah, you don't tell Kelly Sue to shut up. You just let that bitch roll. Yeah, she was she was so wonderful, and um, and I was really happy that she was available at the right time because it wasn't technically me that fucked it up so much as I think we both had America fucked it up. <laughs> It, well, it what well she sort of messaged me halfway through your slot. She was like, "Have I missed it, or is it is it in half an hour?" So I was like, "It's in half an hour. Are you available?" She was like, "Yeah, it's fine." I was like, "Yeah," because <laughs> I thought I don't. I also don't want to have to turn her away, but also tell you to fuck off so that she can come. <laughs> like that's just rude. And you did a cracking. Sorry, Kelly. We've just got this nobody northerner on at the minute, and <laughs> she will not shut up. <laughs> oh, see, you say that, but I love a good northern accent, so you know. I couldn't have told I, uh, I get mistaken. Don't ask me why. I think I speak full-on Queen's English accent. I live in North Quarrel, Bible. The postman in the day came to the door and was like, where are you from, America? <laughs> I was like, no, I do watch an awful lot of Netflix, though. <laughs> I don't think I sound northern at all, but... You do a little bit. I've got um, I've got a colleague at work who, well, obviously, what, where else would she be a colleague? I work with a lady who is uh, has a bit of a Yorkshire accent, and I'll, she always has to, to the way she says the word gastro just makes me really happy because we've got gastroenterology like clinics. Gastro, gastro, <laughs> yeah. And I also like it when she says grapes. Grapes. <laughs> It's so adorable. My friend, my friend describes curries as right, nice and spicy. That might be my new favourite thing. That's a good one, isn't it? Anyway, we should probably tell everybody who you are and, and what it is that you're a, you're a boot. So, Danny oh, is a is a delightful animation type person. What did a comic once? And and so... <laughs> I'm not doing a very good job of it. Sorry, I uh, I feel like people should know who you are because uh, of the live show. So you know, go back and listen. Danny was amazing. We had a really long talk about mental health, and it got uh, deep and meaningful. But it was good. Well, I was I was really nervous on the live one, so like I feel like I fucked up my intro. I had this like whole list of shit I was gonna say because I'm really cool, by the way. And then I just went, I'm an animator and a warrior, and then just stopped talking. So <laughs> I'm I'm ready to go with an intro if you need. Oh, one. go on. Like go people on. might not have heard me or know who I am. I don't know how. To, uh, you can't you can't move on Twitter without bumping into me, I think. But uh, <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm going for it. Stacey, shh, shh, sorry. <laughs> uh, my name's Danny Abram, and I'm an animator and comic creator. Uh, I I live in Cardiff currently, and I'm working over here on a feature film, a stop motion feature film. I've I've done animation for nearly ten years. I've worked on all sorts, which has just been so lucky, but also really cool. I've worked in games. Uh, Stacey, do you play games? Sometimes I'm not very good at them. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> That's my answer. Sometimes, yeah, I play Lego once. <laughs> but I've worked on like some really shit hot games. Like I've worked on Halo Four, which I think people have heard of, and I've heard I've worked on <laughs> Grand Theft Auto, which I think people have heard of. I'm pretty sure people have heard of those. And a nerdy one, which I think one of my favourite ones is um. Oh shit! I always forget the title. Shit, shit! I knew I should have written my CV down. <laughs> I think it's called Injustice Gods Among Us. It's a really weird title, but basically it's a DC beat-em-up. Oh. So I got to animate like Harley Quinn and Batters and, and 
and Wonder Woman and stuff, and they're all like fighting and, and stuff, and they've got these like I did the bits where you know in the middle of a fight where they would stop fighting for a tiny second and it would cut to like a little FMV, and then I can't think of a single friggin' line that I could say right now. Like I, I think I've got Black Adam in my showreel who's like feel the strength of the gods. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> totally did him. And 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 Holly and that was really cartoony and cool. And what else have I worked on? I worked in TV a lot, which you probably won't have seen my work because you're not three years old. There's a lot of children's TV made in the UK for tiny children. And a film at Ardman uh, called Pirates and Adventures Scientists, which is pretty cool. So I think I'm pretty cool. And I made a comic book called Worry War, and that might be where my Twitter followers might know me from. <laughs> like all that cool stuff I've done, everyone knows me from the comic where I'm always on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it is quite down in comics. <laughs> this is what happens though, because everybody wants comics of people on the toilet. That is a true fact. Exactly. If you went to a comic con and somebody said, Do you want this comic? It's about, I don't know, fish, you'd be like, Meh, and they're like, But they're on the toilet. You'd be like, Yes. <laughs> oh, hell at. I was gonna get like um my my favourite character in the whole wide world is Lara Croft and I was uh, do you know how like people get like convention sketch like series is it from like famous artists and stuff mine was like i want to get sketches by different artists of lara croft on the loo <laughs> <laughs> that would be very danny abram <laughs> and then just never got one so because i don't go up to artists and ask them for pictures oh, right. tell me <laughs> about you i'm shit at going to like I go to a con because so-and-so, and then go nowhere near so-and-so. <laughs> yeah, I did this thing uh, exactly last year in that when I went to Thought Bubble, I was like, oh, this year there's only one person I want to see, and it's Ben Templesmith. Did I go in? <gasps> ben Templesmith, of course I did. I wouldn't, I wouldn't just went near Ben Templesmith. No fucking way, but he was the reason I would buy a ticket. He, uh, did you not call me even, did you? No, I didn't. I walked past his queue once and went, oh, it's too long, I've got to go. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's like your excuse, but inside you're like, you fucking dick. <laughs> You've got no schedule. <laughs> you could get in the queue. What were we talking about before? <laughs> me. <laughs> you are amazing. Me, 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 me. Sorry about that. Uh... <laughs> now I kind of regret my big intro because that was really big edited and we're not allowed to be big edited in Britain, are we? I no. do think I am really cool, though, and I did mess up my intro on the 24-hour thing. So that there we are now. We're cool. Like, I've done it both ways, both extremes. You can somehow edit, like, a middle ground out of that, and then I'll come out of this, you know, with my ego intact, if you don't mind. <laughs> To be fair, I think when you've got a CV like that, you're allowed to toot your own horn occasionally. Toot! <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. I didn't know you'd worked on games as well. That makes me like... I worked on games, yeah. Now I'm even more daunted to talk to you, Danny. What? Like, no. Uh, huh. I'll, tell, I'll tell you something about Grand Theft Auto. It was my first job. I, I think I won it because I was a girl, basically, and they were all by a team. Because uh, I was fresh out of school. There's no, like, there's no way in hell anyone deserves to go straight onto Grand Theft Auto from school. <laughs> That's that's sickening, isn't it? When I tell people that, they just look at me like, you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, sorry. Um, at right place, right time. <laughs> what can I say? And on, on there's a frigging weight of that game on my little junior shoulders. I didn't get put in a junior position either. I was straight in at like 700 frames a day, which I can't even work out off the top of my head how many seconds that is. It's ridiculous. In my interview, they said, oh, the frame count is like 700 frames a day. And I was like, oh, that doesn't daunt me. That's my exact words. I remember them <laughs> because I swallowed them every day on that job. <laughs> and I swear to God, this is it, it wasn't cool because... I cried in the toilets at 11am every morning. 
Oh, bless ya. <laughs> because Grand Theft Auto is huge and I am tiny. And it was, and it, it is. Done. Yeah, I got it done. Finished my contract. Didn't fuck anything up. The game did really well. It was top of the charts for fucking weeks. Everyone knows what Grand Theft Auto is. And yeah, it, it was wicked. But it, it bloody taught me like speed. I, I do think I'm a, quite a fast animator because my first job was ridiculous. And uh, I've had quite a lot of realistic facial animation jobs after that one, just because the Grand Theft Auto was like really quite hyper realism. So I kind of went down the facial animation route for a while. Like I was a bit of an expert because <laughs> I got so many jobs off the back of it doing the same thing. So and I, and I, and I loved it and I loved the game as well. Like because it's my I think you always love your first job. Like as in animation as well, this is like something that people might not know. Is you never have like one job ever. Mm. I've worked all over the place. I am ready to pack up and move at a week's notice because that's what it's like. And it's like, oh, someone's shooting a film over the side of the country. That's fun. And then like we've moved to Ireland. I've been Manchester. I've mostly been in Bristol, which is quite lucky. Like on and off, Bristol's sort of been my home for roughly about seven years with a few gaps uh, and now now i'm in cardiff which isn't too far from bristol which is lush but like you just never have that like full full-on like security like my grandma rings me and says like oh how's work and i'm like oh great it's over in a week you know we're moving again and she's like what <laughs> and i'm like oh my oh, god do this grandma <laughs> i'll never have a normal job okay <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't have a mortgage. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think many of us do, to be fair. No. <laughs> but yeah, like so. So I have. I've been about a bit, Stacey. I've been about. <laughs> I have been to Birmingham, though. I did apply. There was um a couple of companies around Leamington Spa, which is kind of Midlands, right? Is that near Birmingham? Close-ish. And I did like apply. There was there was a game studio there called Blitz back in the day. They closed. That was sad. And one of like, and, and they were well known in the industry for taking on good juniors. Like that gets around when you're in school. <laughs> like they take on juniors. <laughs> apply, apply, apply. I got the GTA gigs. So I was good. That was good Manchester. So yeah, I've been around. <laughs> that just sounds absolutely insane to me. Like I, my job, my job recently. There was about six months ago they announced that there was a bit of uncertainty in terms of our funding. So you might want to start looking elsewhere just in case, perhaps. And I went bananas. My brain just shut itself down, and I was like, Oh my god, what if I lose my job? What if I have no money and I lose the house and I have to go and move back home? And my granddad hates me, and I was just like, oh. <laughs> Granddad will never hate. No, my granddad doesn't hate me at all, but in my head he would hate it if I went back home because he'd be like, oh, I just fucking got rid of you. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> no, my granddad, bless him, he's um he's really lovely, but he's not much of a family man and we've always had like a lot of people living in the, the family home. Uh-huh. And it's just now got to a point where it's just him and my nan and my mom. <laughs> I think if and any of us like, decided right. to move home, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> if any of us decided to move back for whatever reason, he'd probably just be like, oh, I just want to retire and like sleep oh, in the garden. <laughs> Yes, you leave your granddad alone. Oh, that was lovely, really. He's just, no. He just likes he his space. Be alone. Yeah, he just wants to be retired and, like, watching Doctors with my nan at, like, one oh, o'clock in the gosh. afternoon or something. Yeah. yeah oh. don't... Well, I'm so used I'm so used to that email. I look forward to it now. I'm like, oh, great. Funding's run out. I'll get a week off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I could do with a few months just spuddling. It's, it's fast and furious like you do end up getting so burnt out by a contract like being out of work for a month is no longer a problem i'm like oh i could that's good timing actually i was about to die <laughs> you're like Wee! and then the panic comes back in about like halfway through like 
you, you, I'm I'm getting better as I get older at allowing myself to enjoy the time in between. Mm. Whereas when I was younger, I would just freak out. I'd I'd just spend morning till night job hunting, contacting everyone. They're like, "Yeah, we normally say, Bram, you emailed us yesterday." It's like, okay, cool. <laughs> anything anything today though? Anything? But as I get older, I'm getting a bit easier on it. I think probably because I'm older, I've got like a you know you learn to be really frugal with money. Like I barely spend any money. So I've got enough to cover myself for like a certain amount of weeks. So I'm like, cool, I'm going to have a week. I'm going to, I'm going to make a film. What am I going to do? I'm going to, I'm going to make things, my own things. And then like a contract will come up and you have to take it because like, that's what it's like. So you're like, oh, shit, I only had two weeks off. I've spent it seeing my friends. I didn't even make anything. <laughs> <laughs> but I do, I do actually, I'm so used to that email coming around like, mm, funding. Like, oh, great. <laughs> yeah, I bet funding. <laughs> do you think, would you like a long-term job? Like if you got like offered a position on like Adventure Time or something that doesn't really have a... No, even see, even they won't do it long-term. So like even big cartoons that are on like Cartoon Network and stuff, it's just seasonal contract so then you still like so they'll make 52 episodes or whatever in in one contract that's like one season or two seasons i think they try and cram two seasons into a contract so that you know you've got 12 months work and that's kind of how all the tv work i've done has been about 12 months mm-hmm. usually around 12 and then sometimes they extend it at the end for another month for where you're doing tweaks with the client or whatever and fixes so like even that would be contractually you know there'd be an end date and so yeah. it is adventure time is doing amazingly well but you wouldn't find out until you know, you, you, they've got a year then to air those episodes, so you're out for a year anyway, and by then you've moved. So it kind of works like that. So it just doesn't exist. The, the longest you can like hope for is feature film, which I've currently got at the minute in Wales, and that's like the, it's 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 kind of lovely and it's not because like you get this like nice chunky like a, a feature film's probably about two years, maybe a bit less. It depends. Uh, the one I'm on, I'm contracted up until like some point in summer next year, and even the end date's always fuzzy, so you kind of have to budget a little time for it to like run over or they finish early what which whichever it can go either way it's nice and long but then it's so fast and furious you you get tired out faster so you can you spend six months working really really hard on, on something everything's changing and chopping like they're, they're still scripting it maybe or like the the pace never slows it's never a nice steady pace mm. oh my god i should not be moaning about my industry on a <laughs> i love it <laughs> I mean, but like it does, it does get like quite creatively. You get creative burnout, and so even at the end of a nice long feature film, you're just ready for a break. <laughs> so ready. <laughs> Gosh, I had no idea it was like that at all. I assumed you just got like work with a studio, and that was you set for life, unless you decided to move elsewhere. I don't even. I did actually accept a full time permanent contract when I first moved to Cardiff at a games company, and it's the first time I've ever come across a full time permanent contract in the first place. Mm-hmm. So I like scribbled half of it out. I was like, I'm signing this. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like it was one of those clauses in the contract where it says like if you come up with any ideas while you work with us, they belong to us. And I was like, nope, cross <laughs> that <Nope>. out. <laughs> That's not how it works, buddy. But like that, even that, I was signing that, thinking like this is just a formality. I'm just signing to work here because it. There's no way. I, I just it does not happen that something is especially in the UK, which is so sad. The 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 funding is so rocky and the projects are so rocky that you even a studio that has every best intention of staying there and making things forever will still have patches where it's like, right, we need to cut everyone because we've got nothing on, on the slate. So 
they don't exist and i know they don't exist like you might be signing it but it doesn't exist and here i am whoop i work somewhere else now of course like it just happens that way and i feel really sorry for like juniors who might not know that that's the case like you just learn the hard way it's not going to happen and and i'm 10 years in and i'm totally fine with it and like me i'm really lucky that my partner's in the same industry so we just know like we, we've had to do time apart and that's totally fine like i worked in manchester and he's down south or like we did six months apart when he he stayed on an island and i came back to bristol and that kind of thing mm. it's like if you don't know that's what, what it's like and you've come into the industry your first job and you're like oh permanent contract no way <laughs> amazing <laughs> like cripes <laughs> but it's permanent until it's not little dudes <laughs> That that would legit make me like cry. I'd, I'd be like having anxiety attacks all over the place. Oh, I don't. I oh man, I don't know. I can't imagine it now. I, I quite like it. Mm. I like the changing. I was going to say the changing project and stuff. The variety of it would probably like intrigue me because I've been doing essentially the same job for the last six years, and then my brain has turned into mush. But <laughs> I can't imagine six years on one thing. <laughs> no, and it's never one really, I've never done it. <laughs> it's one really boring thing too. So it's not even like it was ever that exciting to begin with. I keep saying this, but I really need to like actually sit down and decide what I want to do with my life because it's really hard to move away from like a shit admin job that you only ever got because you thought you were just like you know waiting to discover what you know you were going to go off and do. But I still don't really know what I want to go off and do, and uh, and you can't make moves towards something if you don't know what the something is. I I feel you, man. I feel you. I think I think that's something everyone can relate to. When, when when does it happen? When do you know? Well, know. this is the thing is that they sort of they sort of try and tell you at school that once you've gone off to, you know, once you've decided what you're doing at university, that'll be the thing you do forever. <laughs> yeah. And so whatever you pick, that'll be... Well, I never went to university because I was like, I don't want to put lots of time and effort and money into something if I don't know for sure that that's what I want out of my life. Mm, and you're really young, aren't you, going off to uni? Yeah. Like, 18 or whatever. Like, getting me to decide my how? entire fate at the age of, like, 17, 18 is ridiculous. Mm. I, was like, I, I am I was one like, of those weirdos that didn't know from really young on. I think that's. I think people like that are really lucky. I. Th- I think I am one of the lucky ones. Then it. It. It punishes me because I can't do anything else. And if there's nothing going, then what do I do? Like, can if the if the industry folded completely in the UK, what? I can't even get a job at ASDA. <laughs> I've got no skills. <laughs> just just up sticks and move to like LA. That's where all the business. Oh yeah. Are. yeah. <laughs> I have I've applied to America every year. <laughs> that would be amazing, though, wouldn't it? I, I did I did really hope that um, if there is one thing that like is still what I'm trying to figure out is like I always thought it would take me places. And as I, as I'm getting older, I'm sort of that I'm getting I feel that less and less now. Now I'm like right, leave me alone. I want to make my own stuff. So I'm trying to find the place where I can stay. I've got the right people around me in order to do what I want to do and that's make my own things like I've always thought that I would make films my biggest dream oh I hate saying this out loud it's so embarrassing my my biggest dream life goal is like to have my own series on telly or the web the web will do the web will be fine (laughs) (laughs) and I'm getting to the 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 age now where I'm like I, I need to stay and make connections I can't keep bouncing around and that's kind of all right at the minute because now that i've been working so long i think i could survive working freelance in one spot easier than i could if i didn't have all the experience i have yeah so yeah i I, letting go of the dream of working abroad is pretty 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 big and i don't know if it's actually gone i i god as if i'd say no like if if some (laughs) big studio came like knocking it's not gonna happen but like if if it did (laughs) i'd be like oh and i feel the pangs again but in cardiff i mean i moved here um, last year, and 
I think this is the one. <laughs> I am enjoying Cardiff so much. And there's not a massive industry here. It's getting bigger and there's definitely more little studios popping up and doing like offering things. You'd think a capital city would have like way more of a like media vibe to it and it's definitely getting there. But um, yeah, I think I'm meeting all the right people. I'm at the right age and I really like my house. <laughs> and, like I've got the right experience and just, everything's coming together. I'm like... I can do this. <laughs> and I've met some, I've made some great friends here that like are kind of into the same thing as me, like like wanting to pitch their own projects and stuff. So yeah, I like it here. Yeah. I, like, I like where I am. I'm on stay. <laughs> oh. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sli- yeah, I'm slightly jealous now because you sound like you're super happy. <laughs> I am a bit. Like, oh, it's been a long it, time coming. I know, I'm sorry. I'm so cute. <laughs> Adorable. I've had, I've had a lot of illness, though. <laughs> Which I'm like, do you know what? I battled through that. I'm about time now where I can get some happy on the go. I feel like my whole 20s, I spent crying in toilets, which is what worry was about. And now my 30s, I'm like, ah. You know, I can still cry in toilets, but I'm going to go do it in France. <laughs> and I'm going to go see some Spain. And I, and I really, really, like, my my next little goal there's a vincent van gogh exhibition at the museum in amsterdam that i really want to go to and my passport is currently expired and i'm trying to rush my passport through so i can just take a day and go to amsterdam just to see this exhibition it's it's i don't i can't remember what it's called i think it's called on the edge of insanity mm-hmm. and it's all the paintings that they think best reflect his journey through mental health which just oh sounds gosh. so up my street right oh, now. i would murder you to go to that oh, i would love to go to that i love his art oh mate come with me <laughs> I swear I'm just going to go on a day trip. I'm going to catch the morning flight and I'm going to come back in the evening. I'm going to spend the whole day in the museum just crying at his art. <laughs> just be there holding each other and crying. <laughs> and, but I'm, I'm absolutely terrified. I, I, I kind of do want to go on my own to push myself because like I, like I said, like my 20s was pretty hard and I didn't go anywhere and I feel like I've missed out on a lot. So like the idea of just pushing myself to do this this one crazy one day, just, just there and back, I can do this. Like I'm really quite excited about just being able to. So I, d- I don't know how you would do that because I went to a, a comic con last year by myself in London and almost had a panic attack on the track. <laughs> That's the thing. I haven't even I haven't done I haven't done it yet, Stacey. <laughs> <laughs> and I haven't done a comic con on my own in London either. So like I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> It wasn't the con itself that scared me. It was the travelling for some reason. Because I kept thinking to myself, what if I get lost in London and then I can't make my way back to the station to get my train home and then I'm stranded? <laughs> like, being stranded in London would be the worst thing that could happen to me. Like, of course not. I've got friends in London. I could pay extra money and get a different train. Like, yeah, But my exactly. brain just thinks about, what if I got murdered, you know? <laughs> yeah. My, it's it, That's really good, though, that you're already... Like, every time I'm in, like, a little bit of a anxiety pickle, I just think, right... What are my options? <laughs> and like your options are usually massive. You've usually got a long list of options you can do. It's like, oh, okay, I'm not going to die then. <laughs> I'll just get a different train. Duh. <laughs> and like you might be internally like, bloody paid 70 bloody quid this bloody train already. It's bloody country. But you're not going to die and you're going to get home. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Kind of okay. So like, I do think of my options. My big fear about the big Amsterdam day trip of 2016 is that if when I get there and I land on my... Uh, how do I get to the centre of Amsterdam? How do I get to the museum? I'm going to have to ask a taxi driver to take me there, obviously. But I'm really, really worried about being, like, ignorant and speaking English, but also really needing to speak English because I, I obviously don't know a single word of Dutch. So, like... Yeah. And Dutch, Dutch is hard to get right, even if you do know the, the, the words. 
they're, they're really like pronunciation is complicated i know this because me and rich went to belgium for our first anniversary a couple of years ago and then <laughs> when we got there like rich uh, for a laugh because um the first anniversary is paper i think so yes for the present i bought rich uh, a dutch phrase handbook um because i knew we were going to belgium and i thought that was adorable and uh, when we got there we kept trying to print, like say things from this phrase book and they were just staring at us like the fuck are you on about and most of them would then just go english and we're like yeah okay here's the english menu and we're like oh <laughs> thanks <laughs> Wrapping it up inside, like yeah, just, just blushing so red, yeah, yeah, feeling absolutely terrible. Yeah. But oh, so that's well. a bit I'm scared of is like getting from the air. I'd like to get a bus because I feel like a bus is a little bit more anonymous. But mm-hmm. oh, I don't know. I'll figure it out. I, I'm kind of just I'm playing the just throw myself in the situation and see what happens game, and it seems to be working out for me all right. I went to Annecy this year, which is the jack like the biggest animation festival in the world. I can't. I I'm staggered that I even went. I can't believe I'm on the other side of it and saying Danny Abraham went to Annecy this year. That's crazy. It's like I'm. It's paying off. This whole like just just do it. Just book it. Just go. Just just think about it afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> which which doesn't actually work because like anxiety doesn't work like that. I was basically at the airport, like just gonna shit again, just gonna shit again, just just go for one more shit. <laughs> oh my god, oh my god. So, but on the other side of it, I did it and I didn't die. I didn't oh, die. But it was amazing. Oh, it was the best week ever. I, I've got lots of best weeks ever that keep. I when it first when I first started like. I did a Glastonbury on my own. Wow, Whoa. I did Glastonbury on my own. That, That's I ridiculous. That. that was my first one. That was my first one where I was like, right, I'm not sitting in toilets anymore. And I and I, I did Glastonbury by myself and it was a week. And I got picked up a little bit early. Like I, I left on Sunday during the day. But that's only because work and stuff. I actually made it. I went to the welfare tent crying once. How good is that? That's actually amazing. I've gone from like nervous wreck of a girl, like someone who wouldn't answer the door ever, <laughs> to... I went to Glastonbury on my own. That was, I think that was the first one. And then after that, I just started testing, going a little bit further. Like I did um, Brittany. I drove there, stayed one night, drove back. <laughs> wow. And that, and that was like, oh my God, I just did that. And like, I don't drive places either. So like, that was pretty mega. This has just turned into Danny's diary. <laughs> <laughs> it's all very interesting stuff though, Danny. You're a very interesting person. <laughs> I'd love to do a Worry What volume two, because uh, like, it's just to be such a different book. It'd be such a different book. Like, I'm, wor- I'm still worried, but I'm going here now. <laughs> Would be like the title. <laughs> we're so worried anyway. Fucking... Just do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You were the you were. I, I think we were talking about this on the twenty four hour one, wasn't we? That you um, read that book, the um, feel the fear and do it anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just it's that's what I'm doing. I'm just doing it anyway, regardless of the shit. Well, that's the thing is you don't want your anxiety to mean that you end up getting to a point where you're like, oh, I've done nothing, like ever. <laughs> Stacey. Hello. My neighbours have just knocked on the door. How rude. I'm going to go and sort this key out. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how long I'll be. That's fine. Be silent so you can truncate silence. Okay, i got to go.
recording. <laughs> I am still recording, yes, it's fine. <laughs> it's fucking seamless, isn't it? Back to comments. I'll tell you, it's going to be edited like a dream. Um, <laughs> I fucking hate editing so much. Anyway... <laughs> So um, the reason I wanted to invite you back on, uh, aside from the fact that we didn't actually talk that much about you in animation when you were on the live show. Well, I've sorted that out, haven't I? Sorted, <laughs> job done, mate. Ticked. I've learned quite a lot about it now, too. Cool. It seems like a both cool and terrifying prospect. <laughs> it is cool. But the other reason I invited you on is because uh, we both went to see Ghostbusters. And um, and I needed to make sure that whoever I did the next episode of The Parlour with was somebody who wasn't going to go, oh, it was shit because, you know, women and the old one was better. And, uh. um, so welcome <laughs> to this positive well, discussion about Ghostbusters. <laughs> she says, fingers crossed. I feel like I'm the right woman for the job right Yay. now. I, I went to see Ghostbusters twice. The first time I went, I went on my own because... I really just wanted to see it by myself and have no influence whatsoever by that. Sometimes I go to the cinema and if I've picked the film, I feel like personally responsible for the other person's enjoyment. Yeah, I <laughs> And I'm sat that. there like, I don't know why she just made that joke. I'm really sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I can't enjoy this because like, you're just, you're just, you're not laughing as much as me. Um, so I went on my own. Not, not that like, I, I always go to cinema either on my own or with Ian, mm-hmm. my fella. And, We've got exactly the same taste, so it's totally fine. But Ghostbusters, I just wanted by myself because I kind of, I don't know, I was selfish with it. I was like, I'm going to go by myself, check it out, and then I'll take you. (laughs) (laughs) Just in case. (laughs) And I was really excited for it. I I just, I I was one of them like, yes, this film is for us. (laughs) (laughs) One of them. I was in one of them camps. And yes, the trailer's did look very cringy but for some reason I just had absolute faith because the casting was so great and I didn't like Bridesmaids sorry I've just started do you want to no, start no no <laughs> go for it keep going it's good I, uh, I, I didn't like Bridesmaids which the director also did and and like not only did I not like Bridesmaids I absolutely hated Bridesmaids Me too it's fucking terrible it's just the worst. And I didn't realise. I, I when I when I watched Bridesmaids, I got it I didn't see it at the cinema or anything. I got it on like Love Film. You know when they used to post DVDs out? Yeah. And I watched it by myself and I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> um, Oh, I'm not enjoying this. And like I would just I just I didn't get to the end of it. I just flipped the disc out halfway through and was like, nope. <laughs> I can't remember which bit I got to. I think it was the bit where she just sits down and has a shit in the street uh, it, under her dress. I don't know if you got that far. That's the part I got to too because I really? watched it. Yeah, I watched it on Sky and it was one of those things where I thought like I was I, I started watching the film and I I thought this can't be the movie that everybody thinks is the best thing they've ever seen with women in it. So I, I actually went to IMDb and I was like, are there any other movies called Bridesmaids? Am I just confused <laughs> and, um, and then it got to the point where they're all having diarrhea in the um, yeah. in the fitting room for the wedding dresses and bridesmaids dresses and stuff and one of them's shitting in a sink and the other one just runs out in the street in a wedding dress to do a poo outside and I was like I am so out (laughs) (laughs) so nothing against like fart and poo jokes though but like the whole film up to that point was also really bad so like that was the bit that was like I'm not finding this funny actually I'm quite like I did get like a little bit of like I'm not the biggest wedding fan in the world anyway and just like they just went with the female jealousy angle didn't they like and I just like why why is she not happy why why is she mate it's you know so yay 
friends. <laughs> but no, they just went with like the pitting them against each other for laughs kind of thing. Like, aren't women silly? Don't they get crazy about weddings? Like, that was the movie, right? <laughs> and I just Pretty like, much. no, I fucking hate weddings. None of this is funny. <laughs> and so, like, I was like, what is wrong with me? Everybody loves bridesmaids. And I never told anyone. <laughs> because I just, I never told anyone I saw it. And I never told anyone I didn't like it. Until Ghostbusters, actually. And this, like, this is probably what brought it all out, people talking about it. And, like, all my best girlfriends who were like, I'd say we were all quite similar because otherwise we, you just wouldn't be friends, would you? But they're all the fucking same. They were like, no, I hate bridesmaids too. And I'm like, where were you <laughs> when everyone told me to watch bridesmaids? <laughs> so we were all a bit worried, but all the same level of worry, like, mm, what, what are they doing this for? And like, secretly I was a bit like, yeah, but this is for us. We've been waiting for this. So that's why I went to see it by myself. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't want that feeling of me i was just i during bridesmaids i just felt embarrassed <laughs> that i was watching it and i didn't want to feel that just wanted to soak it up and luckily it was cinema perfection <laughs> it was absolutely amazing wasn't it, it? Was honestly just so thrilling and so funny and just brilliant i loved it i was i'm quite well documented in in saying that i was almost completely indifferent to this movie beforehand and it was it was partly because of of bridesmaids um which is the only is it feig is it is yeah, it, is it? Um, yeah that's the only movie of his i think I've, I've actually bothered to watch but it was also because of the four main women that were cast um i didn't know who two of them were so i couldn't have any opinions on them um and the other two are the like i say my only exposure to melissa mccarthy has been bridesmaids in which they essentially just made the whole aren't I fat and gross joke with her which really upset mm. me I didn't like it at all and I was really scared they were going to do that again with her and I think Kristen Wiig is like a charisma vacuum like everything I've ever seen her in she, you could literally replace her with a pot plant and have pretty much the same effect so I was just like oh no like if, if we're going to do a lady Ghostbusters which I absolutely think we should because fucking I would have killed for some girl Ghostbusters when I was a kid but if we're going to do it do we have to do it with these women can we find oh. some other ones and I was getting quite stressed about it because I didn't want to be seen to be being against it because I'm not like a gross misogynist or anything or being squashed by the patriarchy or whatever but I just wasn't up for it and I was so happy when we came out of the cinema because I was just like Rich Rich that was really good Rich Rich wasn't that really good and he was like calm down and I was like no never um, <laughs> the thing that I absolutely loved about it is that and it's one of the things that I um I sort of equate it with the cap the Captain Marvel uh, run that Kelly Sue DeConnick did is that it's it's all it's almost as much about female friendships as it is about ghosts and busting mm -hmm. um, and I love that because you never get to see girls being friends in movies unless they're going blah blah shoes blah blah hair blah blah boys blah blah periods and so <laughs> to have a movie where women are like blah blah science and <laughs> it's just like oh, what's happening there's such such an awesome sense of camaraderie between them isn't there? yes it's just straight from the off though like even the bit where it's a bit like um abby versus erin a little bit even even that was warm and funny <laughs> and it had reasons and there was backup and they got fleshed out and and later on like with erin telling the story of ghost girl and stuff and ah it's just so sweet sweet <laughs> and really real <laughs> even though it was ghostbusters <laughs> i think the trailers did it such a massive disservice because they really made it look like um particularly to leslie jones's character they really made her look like the sassy black one that just turns up and like 
just, you know, distributes sass amongst the team. But actually she was, like, super useful and she didn't just, like, appear. Because the thing is, a lot of people were, like... (laughs) This could sound really bad. A lot of people were whinging online about the fact that she wasn't a scientist, Mm. which I I can kind of understand because having the opportunity to put a a black female scientist in a movie is pretty big. Mm. Um, But when you look at the original Ghostbusters, Winston was, like an afterthought you can't argue with that he literally turns mm. up and goes hey i think i might be the only applicant and they go all right then yeah. <laughs> and I just have him on the team <laughs> so at least leslie jones's character turns up and she's like well i know a little bit about like history and geography and that's probably- nobody knows new york <laughs> yeah exactly like, right. <laughs> and it's like oh like, she's actually of- like legit useful she's not just mm-hmm. like another pair of arms for a proton pack <laughs> <laughs> so i was like that was really exciting and um the thing i loved about the film was its sense of humor was like so almost perfectly attuned to like me yes. <laughs> i was just like are you in my brain what's happening <laughs> <laughs> so good oh, the only thing i will say like the one negative i've got about the film is i think they went a bit too far with the kevin character because i understand what they were doing in the in the sense of sort of like you know pastiche in the whole like dumb uh-huh. blonde secretary thing and being like uh-huh. well, this time it's a bloke because you know haha isn't that like you know how do you feel about blokes and this happens yeah. to these but i think they took it to a point where he was so dumb that i was like he can't be alive like there's no way he's got through life and got to this point and now got a job like he's just too stupid and it was starting to make me cross i was like at least have a little bit of savvy <laughs> like don't just ugh. but he's really handsome so i let him off a bit <laughs> which is the point though that's yeah that's why he's got so far and that's the joke so he could be alive <laughs> i i think the the very first time i saw it i d- i came out thinking a bit too much kevin and the second time i saw it i was like exact perfect amount, right, amount of kevin <laughs> need to see it he was really really funny yeah, because he grated on me a little bit. I mean, some jokes absolutely creased me. Like the first time yeah. you see him push up his glasses, but yes. through the yeah. I was like, oh, what is he so doing? Good. Oh, and it's, it's almost not remarked upon straight away either. So you think you haven't seen it until it's then said, like, well, what, what's this? What's this? <laughs> like, and they point it out. And it's all so natural. Like those scenes are just so funny. But you're right. I do. I see on first watch. I got it. I thought like, oh, I get what they're doing with this guy. This is supposed to be funny because. And then. I couldn't enjoy it because I'd figured that out. I I have this problem a lot sometimes. I can't let go, which is a bit sad. But I went. I did. I love the whole film, including Kevin, uh, the first time round. But then the the second time I went to see it, I just got it more. And I laughed my ass off, and I thought it was perfect. <laughs> and like, and at the end when, and I just I love the whole Erin and Kevin thing. How it's like it's pathetic that she's after him, <laughs> yeah. and that's fine. It's so funny. It's so well done. Like, it's, it's it's kind of subtle in that it's not really heavy handed and stuff. Like it would be if it was the other way around. But um, but it was like perfect for her character. So I found, I just found it really funny. And then and then just all the silly gags that that we're trying to put his hand through the the fucking aquarium you know the fish tank but on first time i was like oh come on who would do that i was was just worried i was like fuck it (laughs) that's the fucking joke (laughs) it's totally fine i think i definitely do need to see it again because the the erin and kevin thing bothered me a little bit at first but i was talking to lee grice yesterday about it actually and he made a very good point in that because i was thinking she seems very much like me in the sense that obviously you would be attracted by to Chris Hemsworth because he's fucking gorgeous but like there has to be some personality there for me to like really keep up a 
a massive attraction to him. And I was thinking, well, she shouldn't, like, why hasn't she let it go? She's really smart. This can't be who she wants. But Lee did say, you know, that it's it's quite entirely possible that, like, once they had sex, she'd be like, mm, yeah, that's probably gone now. <laughs> like, you're a bit too dumb, love. I'm sorry. But I just, uh, the thing about... The, the, the thing about the whole film is that it didn't... I was really scared that a lot of the jokes were going to be like, uh, shoes or uh, uh, dresses or... Mm. Like, I thought there was going to be a whole sequence or something where they were going to, like, try on loads of different ghost-busting outfits and they'd be really impractical. <laughs> or, like... Because oh, no. I was just... I was so dreading that, that this movie was going to oh. be like, uh, aren't girls daft? But it was so the absolute opposite. Like, I love yeah. the fact that they didn't even make a big deal. There was one joke about shoes and it was actually about how ridiculous, like, dress shoes are. <laughs> And I was oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, right at the beginning with yeah. the, when Holtzman's got the camera. I loved that bit. Yeah, like, me why don't too. you tell us about your bow tie? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love Holtzman so much. And I love the fact when she says, like, what's it like to walk around in those shoes all day? And she's like, it's not fun. And it's like, <laughs> it's really quiet that she says it, but it's like, I'm so glad she said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's Holtzman, is, I think, pretty much every woman who saw that movie came out a little bit in love with Holtzman. <laughs> yeah. When I went in, I didn't, like, because I went to see it so early on. I think it came out on a Monday, didn't it? It was really weird. Yeah, it was really I went to see it on the Tuesday night, Anna, and I stopped watching the trailers because I just wanted to go see it, and I was like, that's fine. I watched trailer one, and it was awful. We get it. And then I didn't watch any of the other trailers. Mm-hmm. And I think that probably helped in my, like, just keeping the high spirits, like, going in thinking, like, this, nah, I'm up for this, I'm well up for this. And, like, so I hadn't really, like, figured out, like, sometimes, oh, this is really bad, but, like, the, I can't help but be influenced by what the rest of the world is saying. Yeah. And so I, I went in a blank slate and came up, Holtzman! <laughs> and then I got on the internet and every other fucker was like, Holtzman! I was like, right, oh my god, for the first time in my whole life, I feel like I'm on the cutting edge of being here. <laughs> yes, I love Sportsman too. The second time I went to see it, I came out as a party fanatic. Do you know, I you love get a, a different favourite one every time you go see it. Like, you're just going to work your way through the whole four. <laughs> Which is what you did when you were a kid anyway. I always swapped tails. Sorry. Okay. No. <laughs> Donny forever. Donny forever. Um, no, I when I when I went, well, I've only seen it once, but when I went to see it, I came out very much in love with Melissa McCarthy's character and I think it's because she really reminded me of me. Like, like obviously much more intelligent, but like she was smart, she was driven, she was funny. She she was like everything like she she had this sense of like wonder about stuff because mm-hmm. i think sometimes i can be quite it's ridiculous but i think sometimes i can be quite childlike like i get really overexcited by like really simple things <laughs> it's quite pathetic but the way she was just like reacting to the ghosts and stuff and she was just like completely in awe i was just like oh i love you so much but the patty and uh holtzman dynamic was just like the best thing because I can understand why certain people might not like Holtzman because Rich was not a fan like he came out and he was like that film would have been great if someone else had played Holtzman and I was like ah what that's the Um, first one like that I've ever heard he, he wasn't a fan of Eccentric the Express. Yeah, yeah. He was saying there were bits where, like, she wasn't even talking and she was just in the background pulling faces. And I was like, yeah, but that's why I loved her. Because yeah. the, the thing about real life is that people aren't always <laughs> looking like a normal human. I know I pull faces when I'm working really hard. Like, I know I bob my tongue out. And sometimes I, I found hmm. as well that I have a really big problem with breathing through my nose. So I found sometimes I look really gormless because I'm sitting there with my mouth hanging open. <laughs> I was just going to say, I animate with my mouth wide open open <laughs> definitely <laughs> like because rich was like oh she's just like gurning all over the place and i was like yeah that's called having a face i think <laughs> oh i loved her though i, I loved her 
I, I loved her outfits. I loved oh. her. her just everything she said was insane <laughs> and how she said it was insane and i was like god damn when has there been a character that's not so molded by the the, the whole female stereotype until now like she's oh i love her yeah i'm not very intelligent so that's about as far as i'm gonna take that <laughs> review of a character i oh, i loved her i loved every move like as an animator i just loved every move she made. The, the scene where she's dancing with the two oh, like flame um oh so like every face she pulls, I was like, I'd get you know, like you 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 boss would be like, what what, what? you have to reanimate that, Danny. It makes no sense. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, it's just totally natural woman. And I, I've I've gone down a bit of um Kate McKinnon YouTube journey <laughs> since <laughs> since Ghostbusters. I have I I'm gonna need to stop that at some point. But <laughs> I can't sleep. She's amazing. She's she's you she's untamable. And I love that. And I love that she brought that to Holtzman. And I love that Holtzman is there and, and Abby's her friend and that's how she comes in. And I just, I loved everything. Like, it's that first bit where she's introduced and she's like, you come here often. And she wants, she comes over and she's like, ballsy, bald as brass, isn't she? She's like, she holds herself really confidently. And then she just comes and stands next to Abby and puts her arm around her and like, yeah, I've heard horrible things about you. <laughs> I was like, I fucking love you. <laughs> it was the, um, it was the awkward speech towards the end that sold it for me. Cause I was just like, oh my God, that's totally normal it's, right uh, because that that's the thing is that like i know when you go and see a movie you're not expecting reality but sometimes it's actually really nice to see people behaving in a really real way so like yeah, not yeah. always having a speech prepared in their head that they can just roll off with no mistakes or whatever yeah like she was adorable it was just this like train of thought nonsense and you're like oh and uh, yeah, her outfits were to die for. I really wish I could pull off that sort of androgynous, like, let's wear a dude's outfit for a laugh look. But it only really works on some women, and it really works on her. Yeah. She's wicked. She's so wicked. An LGBT icon now as well. I think she was before. I, I didn't really know who she was before. I knew, but now that I've gone through, like, I've gone, I've gone on her Saturday Night Live journeys, and she's ace. She's really funny. She's, she just owns... I can't imagine being that confident and being her. I would, I would love it. I would just love a slice of Holtzman. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be wicked. She's she's so good. And uh, yeah, I, I did actually. Um, so we talked about hating bridesmaids. Mm-hmm. But on my birthday, The Heat came out last year. And I quite like to go to the cinema on my birthday. It doesn't matter what's out. It might be the year before. It doesn't matter what's out. I just kind of like to go to the cinema on my birthday and just see whatever's new. Mm-hmm. And me and Ian went to see The Heat. And he didn't like it, but I did. And I don't know if you've seen that. Uh, did you kind of sign sign off like Paul Feig and like his like go to after the bridesmaids, or did you sort of like dip your toe in a little bit again? Because I kind of dipped my toe in. I was like, bridesmaids didn't work, but I went to see the heat by chance and thought, ah, oh, no, that was pretty cool. I liked it. Like I love Sandra Bullock, and I love Sandra Bullock as like everything I loved about the eighties. Totally cool. It's just the same but with girls what's wrong with that nothing <laughs> and then and then because of that i went to see spy and i loved spy as well so like i was like okay there's a little melissa mccartney thing going on here and then he's like i like you like <laughs> i didn't go i haven't been to see like um there's some ones that look a bit trashy like a bit silly i can't remember off the top of my head there's one where she plays an entrepreneur i don't know it doesn't look up my street but i did go see them and i loved them and they were like action film starring melissa mccartney so i was like cool okay so like i had that in mind when i went to see ghostbusters because i was like no nah, cool, i'm gonna give her a go because i think she's wicked so i loved abby because i love melissa mccartney is it mccartney it is mccartney mccarthy isn't it mccarthy oh my god <laughs> I'm sure the internet will let you off. Um, nobody listens to this, right? 
<laughs> no, I am. Um, Why don't you like? You could have stepped in, Steve. Sorry, I was too busy listening. I'm. De- <laughs> I'm the world's worst podcast host because I get too wrapped up in what other people are saying and then go, oh shit, I should say some words. Ooh, ooh, ooh. <laughs> yeah, I need a question prepared. Yeah, so I went in like like liking here, like just to have like a female lead of lots of films do massive at the box office. Yeah, I'm in, and I do think she's quite funny, and I like all the ad libby sort of. They keep giving her that time to ad lib, and I know that some people don't like it, but I like it. I think she's funny, mm. so I, I kind of went in as a like, pro pro that already and then when Ghostbusters gave you a little bit of that as well between her and Erin I was well up for that loved it but like I, I did read um some people liked it but they weren't quite a fan of the editing or like a quite quite a fan of that ad libby sort of style oh, I like it I loved it yeah I loved it it's like it just felt real and, and normal I think oh, I can't remember which is the scene but they were um might have been just after they dropped are we allowed to spoil this film <laughs> oh gosh yeah I'll put one, one in's on it's fine <laughs> so they dropped Bill Murray out the window. I can't remember the name of the character. And that's when <laughs> yeah. the police are there, aren't they, trying to clear that up and they're like, you need to read it in or whatever. And they're, they're ad-libbing a little bit between Abby and Erin where they're talking about Ghost, the film, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then Patrick Swayze and then all Patrick Swayze's favourite films. I'm like, oh, I loved Point Break, that kind of thing. And that, uh, I kind of loved that because it was just so... Normal. <laughs> yeah, normal. Totally normal. <laughs> like, just stalling in front of the cops. Let's just talk about films for a bit. Maybe he'll go away. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked it. Oh, I loved the bit. The, oh, my, I think oh, I can't pick a favorite gag, but maybe my favorite <laughs> gag would be yeah, "Don't be like the mayor from Jaws." <laughs> <laughs> there were quite a few that really she's got being me. dragged out. Of the, Don't be like that, Jaws. <laughs> she never call me the mayor from Jaws. <laughs> I kind of, I, I laughed my ass off on that bit. The one joke that really got me, and I don't know why it tickled me so hard, is you know when they were looking at the um, like different rental properties, and they go to the like, the firehouse at first, and the woman tells her the rent, and she just goes burning hell <laughs> yeah. i don't know why that tickled me so much but it's just how like yeah. this split second just reaction just like burn hell what oh no i mean we can't afford that yeah. <laughs> i've got to say this movie was like it totally exceeded my expectations and i think i might like it a bit more than the original i'm gonna get lynched for that aren't i no fuck getting lynched because here i'm gonna wade in with the same opinion because <laughs> the thing is i rewatched really watched the Yes, boosh. The, I, I rewatched the original not long ago. I think it was after I saw uh, the new one. And um, that was smart. I have not. Let yeah. Me, I am <laughs> coming at you with like a full 50 50 opinion, but I didn't have that nostalgic Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. You're going to ruin my childhood with this sort of mentality. I liked Ghostbusters. I liked the song. I liked the cartoon. I liked them. I like this one more. <laughs> so, I, uh, the thing there. is, I think people put Ghostbusters up on so much more of a pe- pe- I almost said pedal stool then, which is an IT crowd joke. <laughs> Go for it, man. On a pedestal. <clears throat> then it really deserves to be on because whilst it is a really good, like, it's a really good show of those three actors bouncing off one another. Mm. But the actual film itself is okay. <laughs> I'm going to get murdered for this. No. Oh, I'm not having opinions. Stop it. Nobody's going to murder you, Stace. Well, the, the problem is, is that... I'll get them. This but thanks. <laughs> Stick 'em, Danny. Um the uh the, the problem with this film for me has been that it's really brought out the arsehole in a lot of people online and uh, including people I know and would call my friends. And it's oh, really? driving me mad, yeah. There was like a post I won't like out the person, but 
there's a, there was someone I know on Facebook recently posted a thing about how it was like a link to an article saying that there's not going to be a sequel because it didn't make all of its like it made all of its production budget back but not its promo budget or something um so there probably wasn't going to be a sequel and and it, this this whole status was basically just like see you can't argue with facts the facts are it didn't make any money so therefore it's not a good film they're not going to put any money into any further properties so like stop trying to tell me that it's a good film don't try and tell me I'm a misogynist because I didn't like it I just love the original Ghostbusters blah 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 and I'm like do you know what if you love the original Ghostbusters and you didn't like this one that's absolutely fine but don't try and tell me just because a movie does or doesn't make money that that makes it either good or bad because if that's the case then apparently the greatest movies ever made are the fucking Transformers series and we all know that's not true (laughs) (laughs) so so, we need need to talk about Hollywood and (laughs) what makes a success and what money even means over there because like the i read an article about like melissa mccarthy movies always making their production money back and then some and if you took that percentage of what it made over that and compared it to the percentage of the others it's fucking same really because her films cost so much less and yet she's seen as a flop or these films are seen as flops because it's not the same exact same fucking figure. Like, are we really so stupid that we can't work out that one was cheaper and therefore it's it's done the fucking same? But what what I don't understand how like and the, the, the things it's got going against it was it wasn't released in China, which is like a huge, yeah, that's a huge, huge market, market, wasn't it? Absolutely ginormous. They only take on like so many foreign films apparently. So like they haven't got that to tap. The DVD's not out yet. Also, it made over. <laughs> what, what it was like? It's. I don't fucking feel like that's a flop. I don't understand what what is a flop anymore. And then you write about the fucking Transformers. If like if we're going on figures and money, then. Yeah, your favorite film Transformers. They or Suicide Squad, which apparently did amazingly this year, and I'm like, well, that's not a very good movie. Yeah, it uh, it dropped really massively, but it was one of those films where they did really well with its marketing campaign and the trailers and stuff. Like it was everywhere. Wasn't yeah, it? and I I've got to admit, those trailers made that film look so tippity top tits that I was like, I am in. You know, opening night, pre order the tickets. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I think a lot of people did that, and then when they saw the movie, they were like, oh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Word of mouth has actually done it so much damage, isn't it? Because yeah, yeah. I have just been so put off seeing that film. And that film was out on the 5th of August, so that should have been my birthday film. Oh. I did not go see that film. Yeah, I went to... <laughs> I'll talk a bit about that now. Uh, oh, do you mind if I spoil it? Oh, God, no. Did I, I told you about this. I actually quite like spoilers because chances are I haven't got time to watch it anyway. In fact, I'm one of those who will just wiki Game of Thrones because I might get hit by a bus. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know... Go for it, spoilers. Well, just to round off my Ghostbusters review, or our Ghostbusters review, I will say, I thought it was amazing. I'm definitely going to buy it on Blu-ray, but the theme tune, the reworked theme tune is still gash. (laughs) Oh, I don't know. I didn't... Was the theme tune on the the end credits? Yeah. We didn't even talk about the opening scene, which was... Gave me goosebumps. It was so good. That guy who does that tour around the... um, Fucking forgot all the words. I was so good at talking about this when I'd just seen creepy it. Creepy mansion. Like, the creepy mansion. I can't remember what it's called. No, me neither. Anyway. Was it Aldridge Mansion? That's Aldridge it. Mansion. Yes. <laughs> I think it was that. He was amazing. I love Zachwoods. I absolutely oh. love Zachwoods. He's so adorable. Who is he? He's in Oh shit, what has he been in? I know him from Silicon Valley, which is okay. a really funny TV show. Uh, I can't think of what else he's been in, but I'm sure he's been in other stuff too, and Rich will slap me when he hears this episode because he'll be like, no, he's in, like, everything. Uh, yeah, that whole thing. This is the thing about this movie that was great, is that it was still, like, legit scary in parts. 
It was fucking terrifying that first bit, wasn't it? It was horrible. I was just like, and then when the music comes in, just as he's hanging there, I got like, dude, I was. I'm not. I don't know. It's funny saying I wasn't nostalgic for Ghostbusters, but when the music starts and it just and it's like, oh my god, this is brand new, and we're. And they just got the feel of that scene really right, didn't they? It's like, okay, this feels like a Ghostbusters film. It's so cool. And then, like, the joke a little bit later on where he's like, what? He's been dead for 15 years. And they're like, he's a ghost. This is perfect. And it was like, well, obviously, that's who I was talking Oh, this is his brother. That <laughs> <laughs> was brilliant. Oh, I love well. humor. We haven't talked about my absolute favourite scene of this movie, <laughs> which is... Uh, Oh, actually, first thing, the soundtrack. I know a lot of people had a problem with this because it really, like, riffed on the the Ghostbusters riff from the song, but I loved the soundtrack because it was, like, totally epic. And there's a bit, my favourite scene in the film, where the soundtrack and what's happening on screen and the effects and and, and the acting and everything just come together in this perfect thing, which is when Holtzman just goes bananas in Times Square (laughs) and he's just, like, shooting ghosts everywhere and, like, fucking sliding around on her knees and just being an utter badass. And I was just like... With a little twin pro on glasses like that whole scene I was like if I'd have been at home I'd have rewound that and watched it again because I was just like what is this on what day (laughs) (laughs) just like that brain meltdown that is why I'm waiting for the DVD (laughs) I'm so buying it I can't can't wait for the day where I, I, I sit in my pants on my sofa and I queue up Mad Max Fury Road Star Wars The Force Awakens in Ghostbusters 2016. Holy shit, that sounds That's like a hell of a <laughs> <laughs> It's going to be awesome. Uh, Ian got me the um, Ecto-1 Lego set for my birthday. Points to Ian. And we built it, and it's it's just lovely. So I've got a little Lego Holtzman, which is just the best. I bought that for Rich for his birthday. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Um, well, jealous. Do you not want it? Well, like... no, I was going to say it's because I wanted it, but I know that it will just end up on display in the house anyway, so no one will know that it's his, except, I mean, the people that listen to this episode now. It's good, though. <laughs> so good. I like, I, I got home from, well, actually, I was on the bus coming back from seeing the film, and I was just on uh, on Amazon, just adding a ton of Ghostbusters figures and, like, Funko Pops to my wish lists. Like, yes, <laughs> yes, please. I've got to say, that's the only thing that bothered Wait, it bothered Rich. It didn't bother me because I didn't know about it because he didn't tell me because he's kind like that. But the Funko Pops have really ruined a few movies for Rich. Uh, first oh, of <laughs> Damn you, Funko Pops! Damn you, you adorable, brilliant toys. No, the first one was uh, Civil War because they released the Giant Man version of the Ant-Man figure like before the movie oh, came out. And Rich was like, yeah, and he was like, I kind of assumed they were going to do Giant Man anyway, but I didn't want to know. And um, and also there was, a, there was a figure of Rowan's ghost. So, of course, as soon as Rowan comes into this movie, Rich is like, oh, that's the baddie there. <laughs> and I was oh, like, I'm so glad he didn't tell me because I'd have gone mental because <laughs> I'm not a fan of spoilers. That's like that time. I I don't. They just sell right over me. I, I think it's because I don't retain facts. <laughs> <laughs> it's really quite lucky, but also quite sad. Mm. But yeah, there was like a the the famous one of was it Star Wars Episode One. The soundtrack came out before the film, and there's yeah. a track called Qui Gon's Funeral. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> You would think they'd go for like slightly less obvious names for tracks, but <laughs> whoops. Uh, right, so Ghostbusters still up, yeah. Oh, two thumbs up and two proton blasters up. Oh, I tell you, and I'm gonna lick one of them and all because yes. Um, Suicide Squad though. 
oh go on then because i i after the trailers i wanted to go see this film and you're right it was absolutely everywhere and then like the the word of mouth has just been dismal yeah and i'm sad now because i thought i'd like it (laughs) well the thing is you might still it depends it depends on how much you like fairly generic action movies and how little explanation for things happening you are mm. okay with. Because I the thing that. for me is I'm I will forgive a movie a lot of shit things if I'm <laughs> if I'm enjoying it overall, like if I'm having fun. Like Jurassic World. Yeah, I mean well after that. <laughs> I mean it was okay. I forgave a lot for that movie, but it th- there was still some overlying the, the kids, they just pissed me off too hard. I was like, No, I wish you were both dead. I hope you get eaten. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Mio. <laughs> um, the the thing about Suicide Squad, I probably wasn't the best person to go and see anyway because I've never read a Suicide Squad comic that I've liked because I can't buy the idea of a squad of supervillains being required in a world that has that many superheroes in it. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I can't see why there would ever be a need, even if like you know like. Amanda Waller's always banging on a bit. What if a superhero went bad? What if Superman went bad? What if something happened and he went bad? And it's like, well, I'm pretty sure Batman would take care of it. Like, you don't need to get, like, like all of these crazy people out of prison and, like, sick them on him. Because Batman will be like, hey, I've created, I don't know, this like, kryptonite grenade and I'll, like, throw it at his face and then he'll be depowered and then I'll just shoot him and job done. Like, <laughs> Like then to me, there's no need for a supervillain team like at all. So that already was I couldn't suspend my disbelief for that. But it makes even less sense in this movie because the thing, the threat that actually happens that that requires apparently requires the use of this supervillain uh, team mm-hmm. is actually brought about by bringing together the team. <laughs> what? Yeah. So basically, what happens is um, Amanda Waller decides. You know, uh, Superman's dead at this point in the... Uh... Oh, shit, that was a massive spoiler for Batman versus Superman, so I'm going to have to put no that in the Yeah, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, internet. Um... How are they killing Superman? Doomsday? Hey, I animated Doomsday on oh, that game. Just shut up. Name, I can't remember. <laughs> Justice, God's Among Us. That's, what it's That's the one. <laughs> So in this movie, Superman is dead, but everybody knows that Batman's a thing. Most people know that the Flash is a thing. It looks like Aquaman and Cyborg are just starting to knock about. So there's heroes, right? There's a lot of heroes. And so Amanda Waller goes to the government and says, Hey, right, his thing. What if, you know, Superman's dead now. What if somebody shows up like Zod, like Superman level powers, but he wants to murder us all in the face? What do we do? And the government are like, I don't know, throw a nuke at him. I don't care. And they're all against it until she says, aha, but look here, right? I've got this lady, this scientist called June Moon. I think her name is. What a terrible name. June Moon. And Amanda Waller has set it up so that June Moon and Rick Flagg are like in love with each other in a couple somehow. I don't know how she did that. She's obviously Cupid, but she did it. And so he's there to sort of keep her in check because she can just turn into Enchantress. So, so uh, she go, she takes Enchantress to this meeting and she's like, go on, show him what you can do. And Enchantress sort of poof, it disappears in a poof of smoke and then returns poof, like a second later with a big like dossier that she stole from like some other government's super secret base. And it's got all their like super secret secrets in it. And so the government are like, oh, actually, yeah, this, this team seems like a good idea. But it turns out that bringing... Rick Flag and June Moon together and taking them to places where things, mystical things might happen, causes 
Enchantress to like full on take over and resurrect her like long dead mystical brother and then they start creating like a big world killing machine that apparently takes them three days to make which none of which would have happened if they hadn't sent June Moon around these mystical spots so So already the setup pretty shit the biggest problem with this film is that a lot of the jokes don't land. Some of them do, and the one one of them landed. I'm not going to spoil it because that one actually was legit proper so funny. I gut laughed. Um, Whoa. Yeah, I'll tell you later, but, uh, <laughs> but I won't tell the whole world because I'm not a dick. Um, <laughs> but then that was pretty much the only joke that really like was sold for me. The rest of them like fell pretty flat. The editing is like choppy and weird. I've got no idea what the timeline of this movie is. At one point, somebody tells me it's been three days since Enchantress did a thing and I was like what what (laughs) no idea the editing and the like cinematography is really weird like there are some scenes where there's so many like filters and stuff uh, that I actually couldn't tell what I was looking at and that's a pretty bad idea in a movie to have me going who's whose face is this (laughs) like just getting really bamboozled yeah it's really odd um there's a there's a Batman scene, I'm going to spoil this, there's a Batman scene that made me really cross and really upset in the cinema because he's chasing oh. down, it's like a flashback to him capturing Harley Quinn and he's chasing down Harley and Joker in a car and Joker just drives it off a pier because why not? As they're flying over this pier, Harley Quinn's shouting like, I can't fucking swim. But the Joker's like not giving a shit because he's the Joker, just drives into the sea. And uh, Batman dives in after him. Uh, the Joker's gone by this point, and Harley Quinn's sort of like hanging out of the windshield, like thrashing around trying to like punch Batman. So he proper just like smacks her in the face to knock her out. Whole cinema laughed. I was like, oh no, 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 you did not just laugh at a woman getting punched in the face. Shit. And then I thought, ugh, was that movie playing it for laughs? Because if so, pretty shit. Then it gets even weirder. So he drags her up onto the land, and he like. He, like, puts her down. He doesn't seem to do anything to check whether or not she's breathing and then does something that I assume was supposed to be CPR but looks like he just forcibly kisses her. Like, he doesn't do any compressions. He just just smashes his mouth on hers and then when she comes round, she thrashes around a bit so he pins her down by her neck. I'm like... (laughs) the fuck is this movie? Like, it's... Yeah. Oh, it put me off straight away because I was like, I know she's crazy and and, and and an asshole, but do we really need to, to smack her in the face, kiss her, and then pin her down by her neck? Like, this is just weird. And then, of course, I was so turned yeah. off. Yeah. Yeah. I was just like, nope, the rest of this movie, I'm done with it. The only thing I liked about it was Deadshot, weirdly, and I'm not usually a Will Smith fan like i think he's okay yeah Um, he was the only thing in this movie that had any kind of like heart or soul or humor and there are a few scenes where he's like a proper badass and you're like holy shit wow uh but aside from that that's all i liked i i really like motivations were there any (laughs) no i mean the thing about suicide squad from because i've not read anything suicide squaddy pre like 2005 when i started reading comics because there's enough for me to read as it is without going back in time right yeah yeah. and the the reason that's always been in the comics is that amanda waller has embedded a little explosive chip in their necks that if they try and tamper with or get out or run away she will explode and their head will come off (laughs) um 
And there's a really telegraph scene where the one guy who doesn't get his own little montage intro tries to run away and his head gets blown off. <laughs> so you could tell, like... Yeah, you're like, it's sort of telegraph. It's like, that guy's dead. That guy's straight up dead. He's wearing red shirt. <laughs> <laughs> he really was. It was just such a weird movie. They obviously tried to, like, ape a lot of other movies that were popular. Like, there's so many songs thrown into this movie because they obviously wanted people to love the soundtrack as much as they love the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack. It's oh, like right, right, right. really obvious that, that that's what they were doing and it just gets to a point where it's like, actually, it's now really distracting. Like, really distracting. And they do a thing that's obviously like Ape in Deadpool where when they're introducing all the characters, because they do... <laughs> it's quite funny. Before I went to see the film, I'd said to a colleague of mine that the one thing I would really hate... I know they're not going to be able to give everybody a proper origin. I said, but what the one thing I would really hate is if all of their origins were told like, oh, I'm putting together this team. Look at this dossier. And then it just like does a, a couple of montages of like different people doing different things. That's exactly what happened in the movie. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like Amanda Waller goes firstly we've got Deadshot and then there's a little bit of Deadshot's origins and it's like next we've got Killer Croc and then it's Killer Croc but they do this thing whenever one of the people is spoken about that it has all these like, whizzy captions that pop up that are like Deadshot you know best marksman ever la, la, la. and it all pops up and it's obviously like trying to be like Deadpool and I was like oh you're trying so hard quit do your own thing I, that's the, I think I just can't it's really weird because Marvel, I'm all over, mm. but I can't buy the DC characters, even though they're the same kind of. <laughs> yeah, I just I think... can't buy into them. I just don't. I don't get the bad guys. The I think the difficulty is, is that a lot of the DC stuff, and I'm not. Oh, I don't. A lot of people complain about it being too gritty and too dark and whatever. And I'm like, actually, no. That that would be fine if it was done okay. Because mm. the the Dark Knight trilogy was super dark and gritty, but it was also mm. fucking amazing. Yeah, 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 I really like that. But the, the I problem, like Nolan's Batman. Yeah, me too. The pro the problem with for me anyway. I don't know if this is how other people feel, but the problem for me is that a lot of the characters they've chosen to focus on are not ones that you can really relate to. Because like yeah. they went for for Marvel, they went with like Iron Man pretty much first and he's yeah. even though he's like this like playboy billionaire rich guy there are so many characteristics about him that are so like relate toable like yeah. um he really as it goes on as well doesn't it because of the anxiety angle and stuff yeah yeah and the you know the the sort of alcoholism and you know he he, mm. he has flaws that he tries to get over and but he's also really funny and really smart yeah. and he's just like he's really interesting to watch whereas like you know the first the first movie they went with for for dc was like man of steel which would have been fine if superman was in that movie but superman wasn't <laughs> allowed to be in that movie it was like this weird <laughs> version of superman that like his parents don't want him to get involved in anything they're like you don't owe the world anything I'm like these oh, are yeah. the kids it's really weird i don't remember that film i did see it though i saw it as a remember. yeah i mean I, I enjoyed it in so much as i thought it was quite a fun like it was an enjoyable action movie but it didn't feel like i really liked the soundtrack Oh, the soundtrack's amazing. That was beautiful. Yeah, really amazing. And then, obviously, they've come out with, like, uh, Batman versus Superman, which is, like, two superheroes having a scrap, which is not something... You don't want to get behind that because, as, you know, as cool as it can be to watch Batman versus Superman, you mm. don't want one of them to win and the other one to be dead. Like, that's yeah. not the outcome you want. So you're not yeah, watching that film with an investment in that fight at all. I think that's why I didn't like Civil War. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't either. like Civil War. I um, I found it a little bit boring. And also, yeah. I didn't know what they were trying to do because without fighting to kill, what are you even fighting for? Yeah. But if you're going to kill each other, this is really wrong. 
And I thought I thought they were leading leading up to some sort of like, oh, there's five Winter Soldiers now, and you're gonna have to team up to get rid of them. I thought that's and then it just there was a scrap in a car park, and that was yeah. I don't remember. <laughs> I was like, and no one had motivations properly, and that's what I just felt like it really lacked. Like, why would yeah. why why would Captain America not tell Tony that he knew what happened to his parents? Why would he not tell him that? He's like the good guy. <laughs> If he knew that, he would say. Why did he keep that secret? I don't know. It is weird. And the, mo- the motivations between the other characters was really odd as well. Like, mm-hmm. like Spider-Man blatantly only joins the fight because Iron Man turns up and goes, I'll pay for school. And he's like, all right. And then Ant-Man blatantly only joins in the fight because he's obviously a bit in love with Captain America. <laughs> Captain America turns up and says, do you want to have a scrap with me? And you're like... You would never say no because you're Ant-Man. <laughs> but, like, I, if that were me, I would turn up and be like, you didn't tell me this fight was against Iron Man. you fucking mental. Like, <laughs> what's happening? Why is, this, why is this happening? Yeah. It was a bit overlong as well, that film. But, like, yeah. with, with DC and stuff as well, they've, like, I think Suicide Squad's, like, what, the third movie that's come out in their little university thing is it only the third and it's all villains you can't yeah as as much as you want us to get behind these people they are all villains they've killed people they're crazy like there's only one character really that you can that that seems to want to atone for what he did in the past um and he's possibly the most boring one so which one's that one uh, diablo no it's uh, diablo i mean will smith seems to he's a weird character in it because um he's got this whole backstory of him wanting to be able to look after his kid and he he wants to get out of prison and just look after his kid and like live his life and stuff but But he also still will kill people for money if that's what he needs to do to put his kid through school and stuff. And it's like, well, you can't really have both. <laughs> like, you can't be like a master marksman and not expect to possibly end up in prison at some point. Like, it's not how the world works. But they're not characters that people can, like, 100% get behind. And yeah. Jared Leto's Joker is the worst. Is it so bad? Because I was kind of intrigued. Like, that was... The biggest issue is that he can't talk with those grills in his mouth, because like, really? he's got he's got oh, all no, those really? like gold teeth, and you can tell yeah. that it's a massive effort for him to move his lips at times. It's like when I first got my braces, um, oh. my fixed braces, top and bottom, like it was really hard for me to talk for like he a long time to get used to that, right? <laughs> yeah, and he just looks like he hasn't yet. Like he's oh, he's shit. just like really struggling to talk. Sometimes I couldn't understand what he was saying because it was so distorted by the fact that he can't move his lips. <laughs> I was just like, oh. what? what's this but also like he plays this sort of weird sort of sexually possessive joker and because apparently they cut quite a lot of his scenes out of the movie and the ones they've left in are all the ones where he's like desperate for harley which is fine but that's never an impression i've got from the joker before like even when he was with harley it didn't seem like he actually gave that much of a shit yeah Um, and she was just there because it was the laugh to like mess with her whereas in this Isn't film she's the one that's like hopelessly in love with him and then yeah that's what i always thought joker's out for joker and that's it yeah that's I what i always thought that. and this is really weird like i suppose again this isn't really i shouldn't really comment on this because i've never been a fan of harley quinn when she's with the joker like i like her current comic because she's not totally over him but she realizes that he was an a massive mistake and treated her like shit and she doesn't want to go back there and and she's much more interesting now because she's just like a bit of a laugh <laughs> whereas yeah in this film it's like all she ever talks about is finding mr j and getting back to mr j and you know how they're both so in love and stuff and there's like 
there's like loads of scenes where that like for example there's a scene where like a bloke says to the joker oh your missus is fit not in so many words <laughs> it's written marginally better than that it's like oh your missus is fit and joker's like oh is she hey harley come and go on you can have her fucking have her go on try and touch her just try and fucking touch her and then just like blows his head off and i'm like that's really weird I don't know what you're doing there. Mm. Yeah, it's odd. I didn't like I it. I kind of like the people who hate it are kind of making me want to go see how bad <laughs> it is. <laughs> I kind of want to go and just, just have a look at how bad the see, editing is now. <laughs> enjoy it, though, because you might go in with such low expectations that it can't do anything but impress you. <laughs> I usually quite like films that are nonsense. Mm. And it really doesn't need much of a plot. Yeah. See, the action's wicked. I can enjoy a ride for a ride. See, that's the thing. The action's not that wicked. Okay. Um, it is a lot of nonsense, but it's also quite generic, like, up to a point. Like, it's, it's very sort of, like, bad guys doing this, you've got to stop her by this date. Like, there's a little bit of, like, guns and, you know, fisticuffs. Okay. The end. <laughs> oh, like, it's not It's not a very exciting movie. Whereas my, my hubby really enjoyed it. Like, um, Oh, really? Yeah. And I think I agree with him. I do think Margot Robbie was really good as Harley Quinn, I just didn't like that version of Harley Quinn. She was very yeah. like sick puppy. Um and even the bits where she was being like a total badass, it was um it was still a bit uncomfortable <laughs> how obsessed with him she was, which I get I get mm-hmm. because that's how she's always been in the comics and that's fine. But yeah, it's not it's not something I'm interested in seeing really, I guess. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so that got huh. a very low rating from me. <laughs> how many how many spaces do you give that out of five? Uh, is, that the, is that the system on pop yeah, culture part? Yeah, that'll do. Uh, well, let's <laughs> see what I've put it because I've I've got an account on Letterbox now because I'm trying to document how many movies I've seen this year. Um, cool. And let me have a look and see what how many stars I gave it because I'm pretty sure it was like terrible, like two or something. <laughs> uh, where's my activity? Fund? Do, 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 do. I rewatched um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World the other day, and that was. I haven't seen that since the first time I saw it, and I loved it. Oh god, I watch it like I'm once so a year. So bad at watching things. Do you? Oh, that's amazing. I'm so bad at watching things. I'm too busy not watching things. <laughs> I gave I gave Suicide <laughs> Squad two and a half, and I think Ooh, I think that was a half. <laughs> I was just gonna say I think no, that's actually a little bit too high because that makes yeah, it that's average, midway. doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which um, which it really wasn't. Um, <laughs> So I might have to revise that to a maybe a two. <laughs> Oops. I've just realised we've been talking for like nearly two hours. Oh, God. Is there anything else uh, you wanted to talk about before we do a skadoosh? Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I don't know, man. I don't, I don't really have like um, opinions on things and stuff. And I don't really get to watch or read things as regularly as like I'd like to. The last, last comic I read was uh, an indie one called uh, The Red Mask from Mars. Episode three. Huh? Don't know if you know that one by Vince Hunt. I know of it, but I haven't read it. Oh, it's 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 wonderful. It's really really fun and very funny comic by Vince Hunt that I picked up at Bristol Expo. So that's like the last comic I read, which I totally recommend. Um, I watched BoJack Horseman season three. Oh, do you watch BoJack Horseman? I don't, and I need to. I need to get on that because so many people tell me I would love it. It's it's hard. <laughs> it's the best way, but it's awful but it's really good that's my review <laughs> brilliant it's so complex it's honestly it's just absolutely incredible i love it and this 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 little this third season though fuck the end i mean the end of the second season just killed me but this one's just the worst 
I'm like, I'm like hanging around. I'm like, why, why am I watching this? It's so real, and he's a horse, though. It's crazy. I love, I absolutely love the style. I would totally recommend you watch it because, like, it's, it's sort of like, it's definitely adult, mm-hmm. and it's more like a sitcom. It's not really about the animation. Like, the animation is just there to sort of make this world viable. Like that, they're all like animals, but they're living in the human world, and it's, so it's never, it's, it's only remarked upon when it's funny. Like, the, the characters all behave like people. They've all got, like, jobs and stuff. But then every now and again, they're like, no, I'm an owl. <laughs> and it makes me, it just kills me. It's so funny. But, like, the, the the character of Bojack is so completely flawed and so very, very depressed and so self-destructive. It's just worth it for that. Like, he's there's so much of me in him. It kills me to watch it. There's, in season three, especially, like, he's he's always after the next big thing, next big thing to validate him. Like this, like if I can just get nominated for this award, or if I can just finish a feature film, then like I'll, I'll be happy. I'll be happy. And then he gets there, and he's like, "Why am I not happy? Is it always going to be like this? Am I dead inside?" And it's just heartbreaking, but so compelling. And the characters are absolutely brilliant, and it's so relevant and modern. I would totally recommend Bojack Horseman. I'll put that on must. <laughs> my ever-growing list of things on Yeah, this. oh, tell me about it. Yeah, we talk about cartoons a lot, don't we? There yeah, are we do. so many tunes. <laughs> so many good cartoons. I feel like a bad animator because I'm so behind, but every now and again one will bust through and I just can't help it. I'll just chug it. And like, Netflix really helps with that, doesn't it? And mm. Bojack Horseman is a Netflix original, so you can just see it all and you can just keep keep going. <laughs> Do you know, that's, that's the thing. That's actually probably going to bump that up my list now then because I've been trying really hard to get hold of Gravity Falls in a legal manner oh, because yeah, for can't. some reason the Disney Channel do not show it in order in any semblance of an order whatsoever. And me and Rich were looking the other day at like buying DVDs, but like even like like one series of it on DVD was like 35 quid or something ridiculous and we were like well what if we don't like it? <laughs> I'm not forking out 35 quid in case I hate it don't think there is any chance on earth that you wouldn't like it it's sublime however that is very expensive there's only two seasons so and, and it does wrap up in a very wonderful way mm-hmm. and and the, and the creator Alex Hirsch did say that he always felt that it should finish and it should just be this one crazy summer that these kids spend mm-hmm. so I do love that I love that it ends and you only have to invest in those two seasons the, the animation is just out of this world it's one oh, of it those, is gorgeous yeah it's like all hand drawn absolutely no reuse which is really rare on <laughs> series animation like some of the episodes took ages I think to come out I think I don't think they were very scheduled mm-hmm. uh, I watched them late so I, I chugged them but um, yeah my friends who were like on the ball said they were like two months wait sometimes in between episodes just because this one was a particularly hard episode i love that i love Mm. that the network allowed that and i love that oh yeah the animation is just sublime so i really do hope you get a chance to watch that i will definitely try because i have seen the odd episode but it definitely seems like something you need to watch in order you definitely have to watch it in order but there's this really amazing like overarching thread all the way through it that just you need that you you just need Mm. to know how that's escalating so yeah you need the order there's a little um, Gravity Falls Easter egg in a Rick and Morty episode, isn't there? Which is adorable. Is there? Yeah, there's an episode of Rick and Morty. Uh, which one is it? Stays, use your brain. The one where um, the council of Ricks think that he's going around murdering a load of Ricks. And there's mm. a scene where he's shooting portals everywhere to try and confuse the uh, the Ricks that are chasing him. Yeah. And um, one of the portals, a little mug and a notebook, I think, and a pen float through. And it's... If you <gasps> get out, yeah. it's not the journal. Oh, yeah, it's it's amazing. apparently there's an episode of Gravity Falls where somebody opens a portal and some stuff gets sucked through off his desk. It's that stuff. <laughs> oh my god, 
god yeah. i'm gonna have to go and just join those dots apparently there's so much rick and morty i I'm, i think oh it's really blink and you'll miss it and there's there's a video on youtube that shows both scenes like one after another oh. so you can really clearly like knit it together but Fabulous. it's like yeah that's kind of wonderful well they do voices for each other don't they like, yeah guys. i'm oh i yeah. love love that so god damn it california all the <laughs> cool bros are there making the cartoons that they all got green lit off the back of some shorts at a really cool school <laughs> i watched um i watched a video the other day that was like an entirely improvised like four minute episode of rick and morty and it's like they don't actually like animate the episode it's just like it's i think it's ryan ridley dan Harmon, um justin roiland and oh fuck what's her name the girl who plays summer spencer grammar What's that a name? Oh, I'm having a blank. <laughs> but they did this like tiny episode where like at one point like Rick somehow turns Morty into an eyelash. And then <laughs> as as an eyelash, oh, um, oh. Morty tries to get into the eye of one of their enemies because there's nothing worse than having an eyelash <laughs> in your eye. <laughs> Absolutely dying. But just watching Justin Roiland flip from Rick and Morty is just ah, oh, I would I could watch him all the time. Oh, amazing. I love seeing voice actors do that, like on stage. Like they did I didn't really I don't know if they're it probably wasn't the first time it had happened, but like at a con or something, like at one of the big American cons, like the whole cast of Family Guy was up on stage and just reading out an episode. And so you get to see all the voice actors doing the voices. Just kind of love that. Yeah. Love seeing that magic just come out of someone's face, a real face. <laughs> You're like, no way. <laughs> I'm such a voice acting groupie. It's ridiculous. I know. You're my favorite. Oh, I love I talking know. to you about cast. <laughs> Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're so good though. There was um I don't he hasn't released an episode for a while, but Rob Paulson used to do a podcast called Talking Tunes where he'd just have different voice actors on like every I think it was once every fortnight or something, and they'd just talk about animation and usually it would just evolve into them talking in different characters' voices to one another and the episodes with John DiMaggio are particularly great because he keeps doing this impression of um Barry White. Because apparently there's apparently there's a, a an advert that exists somewhere that Barry White did for like I can't even remember what the product was but there are outtakes of it where he keeps losing his thread and just going shit really loudly in like his beautiful <laughs> silky Barry White yeah. voice and John DiMaggio just keeps doing it like randomly and I just was crying I was like yeah this is brilliant um, did, you, did you hear um, Billy West reading out um, oh, God. Donald Trump quotes and some... Zach Brannigan <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean, it's terrifying. So I know it's terrifying, it's hilarious. but it's just also it's totally Zach Brannigan. It's crazy. Oh, I love the West. Have you ever seen the documentary I Know That Voice? No, that's okay. well worth checking out. It's um, John DiMaggio actually like produced the whole thing, and it's just loads of interviews with like Tom Kenny, Billy West, Rob Paulson, there's and Gray Delisle and like Tara Strong, and like, just tons of like super famous people talking about voice acting and their experiences and telling jokes and doing awesome voices everywhere and oh, Wait, oh. is this like oh, I feel like I've heard it but I haven't seen it is it a, it's not a podcast it's a thing it's a documentary yeah no it's a, it's a full-on documentary but I think it was one of those I don't know if he released it as an audio thing once I, can't I think I might have just heard of it mm. instead of actually tracking it down and hearing it I did um listen to a podcast that the original voice of Bumblebee did. I, I, I think it's just called something like Playing Bumblebee or Being Bumblebee. Mm. That was really cool because he had like all his mates, like he, he was interviewing all the people who did that, the original Transformers and stuff and what they'd gone on to do. And that was, it, it sounds like the same thing, but a bit more Transformers centric. <laughs> but I, I will look for that. I know that voice. I'm going to, yep. 
it's good i'm going for it cool it's worth watching <laughs> hey um i just uh, i just realized there was one other thing i wanted to talk about but i'm not going to talk about it too much because everyone on the internet is talking about it but if you haven't watched strange things you should well i have not watched Stranger Things. okay do you like 80s style like adventure thrillery horror awesomeness like I think so. Imagine if Stephen King wrote a Goonies esque story. I'll just stop you there. All right. Stephen King. Yeah. He's a lunatic. Yes. He is. <laughs> and I've oh, never no, liked either. any one of his books that I have suffered through. Wow. So, hmm. How do, how do you feel about that? I will. I, no, I will freely admit. I think he's incredibly hit and miss. I read The Green Mile, and I thought it was one of the best books I've ever read. And then I read. Uh, what was the other one that I read? I can't even remember which one it was now. And I was like, oh, that was trash. <laughs> See, guys, I think like I must have been a little girl and I was like reading my mum's bookshelves and maybe she'd put all the good ones somewhere else. And I've just read the shit ones. Because I think the first Stephen King book I read was Gerald's Game. And then <laughs> Rose Madder was the one that finished me off. And I was like, Do you know what, dude? I'm out. And I can't remember which ones I read in between. I actually, I think I read like one that he wrote as Richard Bachman. That was actually the best one I read, but I can't remember what it's called. So, because he, he he did um some under a pen name, Richard Bachman, I'm sure. Yeah, some Running Stephen Man King. was one. Yeah, that he did under that name. Can't remember if it, it doesn't sound like one that I remember. Running Man, I don't know. <sighs> yeah, really don't like Stephen King. But and the Goonies was all right when I was a kid. So I, I feel like I'm not the right. <laughs> Um, it's not aimed at me. How much do you like John Carpenter as a doctor? Uh, because it's very John Carpenter-esque as well. So if you don't like any of those three things, yeah. maybe it's not for you. <laughs> yeah. But for everyone else in the world, it's very good. <laughs> oh, do you want to talk to the audience for a bit? I'll just be quiet. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, like I say, I don't want to say too many things about it because literally everybody on the internet is it's going bananas. Right now, well. isn't it? Like everyone's yeah. watching now, so you can't spoil this one. Yeah, and I think one of the great one of the great things about it was is that it just because it was a Netflix thing, it just appeared in our like you might like this list one day, and we knew nothing about it, hadn't seen any trailers, didn't know anything about it at all. At the time, I mean, we were a bit late to the party, so we'd heard a few people talking about it, but it wasn't like a big deal. Um, and then we watched it and we were like, holy shit, why isn't this a big deal? <laughs> um, it's really good. Uh, the thing that sold me on it uh, is I'm not usually very good with child actors. I'm re- <laughs> This is really mean. I'm really overcritical of actors and I can't get past bad acting. And most child actors haven't developed the full skills yet and they're obviously very inexperienced and they're like you know trying their hardest but failing miserably for the most part but this has a group of like four young boys and a young girl and then a few like sort of late teen early 20 type characters and they're all fucking brilliant oh brilliant not one of them drops the ball i was just like the entire time i was like i believe everything that's happening and not one of you is making me go oh because that's why i had such a problem with the first like four or five harry potter movies because especially the first one one, i'm just like you aren't even believable as people let alone wizards (laughs) fucking hell (laughs) (laughs) got a little bit up in arms about it there it wasn't because I was bitter about the fact that I wasn't cast as Hermione, even though I was far too old, but I am pretty much her. Shut up. Did you, did you go for casting? Not even a little bit, no. It's just, it just literally <laughs> just you because... someone and just walk past your house. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just discovered me. <laughs> Sometimes I do that when I'm in the bathroom, like in the shower, having a sing. I just think, like, wouldn't it be great if like a record producer walked past my head and like, whoa, what's that beautiful siren sound? <laughs> 
Sarah Duncan. She's another comic creator who's like usually at Comic Cons. Mm. And we both lived in Bristol at the same time as when they did the um, open casting calls for Star Wars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Me and Sarah were like, fuck yeah, let's go try out. Because they were like, oh, it just needs some women. <laughs> didn't really put like age ranges. It was kind of like, just, just come on down. We're, we're open to everything. So we're like, sweet, let's go be in Star Wars. We got down there. The queue was absolutely ginormous, of course. And it was like, just the most beautiful people I have ever seen in my life. <laughs> All so painfully beautiful. I was just like, maybe, uh, maybe let's just go get a coffee. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I, I, I couldn't even enter the queue. I was dressed as a nerd, like I am, and like these just these girls were just like this beautiful. Like they all look like they come from California. Where where are you from in Bristol? <laughs> where have you come? So I got off by the line. See, with uh, with Harry Potter, it wasn't even. I didn't even get as far as that. It was just because when I read the books, um, Hermione was described as like a, a short, slightly unfit. Uh, a kid with bushy hair and big front teeth which is exactly me and then I found out after writing to JK Rowling because I was a bit of a weirdo when I was younger um, after writing to her to tell her how great her books were um, and she answered a few questions for me that Hermione's birthday is the same day as my birthday and I was like oh my god we're basically the same person and I uh, got really overexcited about it and then was just immediately took a massive dislike to Emma Watson as soon as she was cast I was like oh bitch <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> Not even slightly issues. her fault because by the time the movies were coming out, I was like well too old. But and, and she's like a well brilliant person at oh, that. Yeah, she's, she's fantastic. <laughs> now I feel really yeah. bad about it. <laughs> but at the time when I went, I remember going to see the first movie and I was like, see, she can't even fucking act. She's terrible. Oh, wow. oh she's so bad. And I, my mum was like, Calm down, Stace. It's not like you were like literally, how did you think you were gonna get the part without auditioning? And I was like, Don't know, but shut up. You're supposed to support me and my mother. <laughs> Just completely irrational about it. Um, anyway, it's so Stranger Things is good. <laughs> I'm not weird at all. And um, I also saw Star Trek Beyond, which was also good. Ah, oh, do you know that I do want to see that because I I don't I'm not a Trekkie. I haven't seen any. I've seen like a few episodes of the old Star Trek series. I don't even know which one. Mm-hmm. I quite like that guy, but <laughs> I did go and see the first Star Trek because. I, probably because it was on one day and I wanted to go to the cinema. I, I, I like to practice cinemas. Anyway, I went to that and I freaking loved it. I freaking loved it. And I was like, what? Star Trek's awesome. Why didn't you guys tell me? <laughs> and I went to the second one too and I loved that, which the rest of the world doesn't. So I'm really up for Star Trek Beyond. Oh, it's really good. I really want to um... go see it. I I loved the first one. I was I liked the second one a lot because I've never seen the original Wrath of Khan, so I wasn't getting all yeah fanboy hearts. That's why I like it. Yeah, I was just like authentic Cumberbatch. Um, Yes, Star Trek Beyond is it's. Oh, what am I trying to say? It's uh, it's really good. The only problem I had with it because. Actually, no, I had two problems with it. We thought when we went to see it in the cinema that uh, the cinema screen was broken because uh, the movie was really dark. And I don't mean in tone. I mean, like, literally dark. Like, um, there were some scenes. And I know they were taking part in, like, caves and, like, broken down bits of shit. But there were some scenes where you literally couldn't see any people at all. But there were there were characters talking, but you couldn't see anything. And I was like, oh, this can't 
this can't be right. Uh, but it turns out that's actually what the movie looked like because other people have had the same complaint. And then um, the other thing I wasn't keen on is this movie does a really good thing of like splitting people up into not usual groups. So like instead of having like Kirk and Spock together the entire time, like they all get separated and it's like Spock and Bones and uh, and and oh, yeah. Kirk and someone else who I've forgotten. Like a team building exercise. <laughs> yeah, and it's and you get to see a bit more of other people. But the only problem is is and this is where I didn't like it so much. Ahura and Sulu, who are the only two non-white male characters, <laughs> so there's like uh-huh. one black lady and one not white man. Those two get captured by like the big bad in the film, and their entire point is to just be expositioned at by the bad guy. Um, right. In fact, at one point, he takes Ahura on a tour of like the facility where he's doing all the bad stuff that he's doing that I won't spoil. Some night. And and like literally, you could replace her with like a a, a fishbowl, and uh, for the whole movie, and it would make zero difference because she does absolutely yeah. fuck all. Um, yeah, and me and Sulu does nothing either. So it's kind of like they went and just dumped the two non-white, non-male, well, one non-male character, like just dumped him elsewhere and went. We'll worry about that later, and then never worried about it later. <laughs> yeah, I'll be um, fine. They'll just be there, and it's yeah. Fine. And you can tell that it's written by Simon Pegg because it has a hell of a lot more Scotty in it. <laughs> really, so much more Scotty. I mean, I didn't mind because I quite like Scotty. I just think his mm-hmm. accent's a little bit jarring. Like it's all it's, it's dodging it. Yeah, and it, the problem is, it has the elements of the Scottish accent there, which is fine, but it, it just airs on the side of caricature. Like it just crosses that line, and it's a bit like yeah. just if you reeled it in just a teeny ounce it'll be so much better but the movie itself is like gorgeous looking and like like all of the characters are bringing their a-game chris pine in it is just like i was watching that film and all i was thinking about was how excited i am for him to be in wonder woman now because he was just like every scene he was in fucking rocking it oh brilliant so good yeah, yeah. I, I, I do want to see yeah, I'm looking forward to it. I think you should. I, re- I really want to see the shallows. Is it the shallows or the shallows? Is this the one with sharks? Yes. I think it is called the shallows. I don't know how I feel about this because I'm not a big fan of like animal horror type movies because I'm scared of a lot of things in life anyway and I don't okay. need to make yeah, that worse. Yeah. <laughs> it does look like shark versus lady. <laughs> well, the thing and is, it does look shit scary because sharks are shit scary, aren't they? They are. The thing about sharks though is I'm not. F- I'm not phobic of sharks like I am of like spiders and dogs, but it's only because I know sharks are only in the water. And so to avoid sharks, all I have to do is not go in the sea, <laughs> which is something I can absolutely do. I can definitely do that. And you if can I end choose up... not to go in the sea. Yeah. And if I end up in the sea at some point, then I've got bigger problems. Like, how did I end up here? Has my plane <laughs> crashed or something? I've got bigger problems than sharks then, I think. I God, fuck no. If I was in the sea, <laughs> my number one problem would be the shark that's about two foot beneath me and is watching me. Like, it doesn't matter if it was like the fucking Blackpool sea. <laughs> yeah. I, um, It'd be the shark. I think a shark movie is probably better for me than watching, like, say, arachnophobia because the spider's legit terrifying. Yeah, but dude, go back and watch arachnophobia as an adult. It's fucking awesome because you can spot the animatronics a mile off the thing is like there's some really lazy lazy editing i've only ever seen as an adult (laughs) and it's still scaring the shit out of me but you know why because those little spiders 
the little spiders at the start um, of the movie are coming real, out of like the uh, the door handle just on a lamp for a lap and stuff. I was scared of my own oh, yeah. slippers for like months. Oh, and when the one there's one there's a dead one in the cereal. Uh, I, I fucking hate cereal. <laughs> yeah, and like every time I get in the shower now, like even now, and it's been years since I've seen this film, I have to do a thorough check of the bathroom, all the corners, the ceiling, on the floor, in the tub, along the shower curtain, like everywhere. Are there spiders? Am I gonna get ambushed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I hate it so much. <laughs> oh, it's making me itch just think about it. But let's I know, move on. I hate, I hate the elephant. Move on oh, to what? I don't know. We should probably move on to leaving because it's been like. <laughs> <laughs> move on to bye. <laughs> move on to just hanging out. Oh, just yeah. Sunday night. We're recording on Sunday night. Sunday night is bath night. <laughs> it's like 20 to 10. <laughs> I know, I'm and I bought a special bath bomb this week because it was my birthday last week. I got that. Do you ever go to Lush? Uh, no, because the smell puts me off. It's too many smells at once. I like I individual I think you need to go there just to just to be with the Lush girls. It's a unique experience. <laughs> it's It's just, you have to go to believe it. You can't walk through that shop without a girl pouncing on you and smearing something on your arm and giving you a hand massage <laughs> it's the weirdest sales technique oh, wow. i've ever come across and i've started having to take a friend to throw my friend in between because i know what i want now i know i'm just gonna get a shampoo bar and a bath bomb i'll decide when i get there whichever one is the sparkliest and then i'm leaving they just don't let you they hold your fucking hands sometimes oh, and grab a basket for you it's amazing you have to go in just just for that one maybe we'll meet up and i'll take you you just need to go to lush you have to that's fine as long as it's better than my experience with the mac makeup stores here's the thing i don't wear makeup like ever like even on my wedding day i didn't wear makeup because i cannot be bothered to learn how to apply it properly or spend time applying it like having to get up early in order to put my face on before work no can't be bothered hate the idea of going out for a night out and then coming home at three in the morning and having to remove it all before i go to bed like i just no i just cannot be asked with any of it but i went into the mac store to get a voucher for my sister-in-law's birthday a couple of years okay. ago Okay. And I walked in, of course, with my face devoid of any kind of slap. And uh, the first thing a saleswoman said to me was, oh, you could definitely do with a makeover. Aww. And I was like, give Freezing. me a later. I want to get out. <laughs> I was just like, okay, um, that's not how you get someone to have a makeover. Because what you've just done is tell me I'm gross. <laughs> that's <laughs> called negging. Yeah, that's <laughs> not a sales pitch. <laughs> That's just insulting. And, I feel uh, I feel like Lush does the exact opposite. Like they they're just so fucking complimentary all the time. Like, oh your hair is amazing. Do you know what would make you your best self? <laughs> <laughs> this body scrub. <laughs> it's like wow. <laughs> In fact I wrote a script where um, a, a really lonely character goes into Lush just because she wants to feel like she has friends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I really want to make that just because there's three lush girls in my script that I just I just want them to be animated. They need to be real, and I I just oh I really want to make that one. Lush is amazing. <laughs> Sorry, all the people who might be lush workers, but I would love to know what like what you have to do to get a job there. I bet you have to pass some sort of over friend test. <laughs> I know someone who works at Lush, and she's like worked her way up through the the Lush chain. She works in a Lush in America, and she's ended up going to like china and pan stuff for her job and i'm like oh my god what do you do she must like train people in how to be a lush girl i guess <laughs> it sounds amazing she's been all over the place she came to london for a uh, a couple of months as well and i was just like oh, i'm so jealous 
Wow. <sighs> Wonderful. Anyway, we are now literally rambling. So Lush interlude. Sorry. <laughs> I'm going so, to take you one day that I am taking you. Uh, I think we need to meet up anyway and just do some fun things together. Because... Yeah, we love the cocktails. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. Bring, bring Jenny I'm Hill back so with you. I'm so fucking jealous of your Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> on the, the weekend. Is, as soon as you, like, you're early as well. You're like five o'clock on a Friday. I'm like, oh, fuck off. <laughs> yeah, the, pro- the problem with me is that um, me and Rich are quite sociable people. This is why I never have any money. Right. Because we're uh, we're quite sociable people, like, but only within our group of friends. Like, new people terrify us. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, but like, the thing is, the problem I have is that I can't drink beer. It's just gross. I don't understand how anyone puts it in their mouth and thinks that's a good time. Like, bleh, it's so disgusting. Um, and cider makes me all like bloaty and gross. And wine makes me too drunk too fast. So the only thing I really like to drink is cocktails. So whenever we go anywhere, the first thing I do is like. Yeah, they are really strong, but they're also really awesome. So, <laughs> also, it's fruit that is one of your five a day. <laughs> you Definitely. know, and all those excuses you might not need. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think I do. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we have a tendency, like now we've scoped out like all the really good cocktail bars. The only problem is, is that like cocktails are much more expensive than just having like a pint. But you know, but doesn't that put a cap on it though? That like you go out and just enjoy two. Oh yeah, they used to. There was a there's a place in Birmingham called the Island Bar that um had to do away with their happy hour or the way they used to do their happy hour because they did a really you stupid thing. It. Yeah, absolutely. They did a really stupid thing where everything on their menu was four pound between five o'clock and eight o'clock. So um and because they do like. Their menu is massive. They do like the most cocktails in like anywhere in Birmingham. Um, me and my friend the once went out, and I I like to call it the night the night of seven cocktails, which is when in that very short space. I mean, we didn't even meet each other till almost six, so it's like in the space of two hours, seven cocktails, and one of the ones I had didn't even have a mixer in it. Um, but it's really <laughs> you couldn't make them as fast as you were drinking Honestly, them and ordering them. <laughs> it was ridiculous. We were both just going up and ordering like two drinks at once, and then coming back and be like six. Sip, 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 sip. And there, I think the the drink that I had that really finished me off was the grounds for divorce, because that one was um, chocolate liqueur, fig liqueur, absinthe, <gasps> and a dash of bitters. <gasps> it was like murder in a glass, but it was so nice. <laughs> yeah, by the end of that night, I was. I mean, the thing was, we left there at like. It had just gone eight o'clock because we ordered our last drinks at like three minutes to eight just to make sure that we've got in there on time. And um, and so we like we drank the last one fairly sensibly. And as we left, suddenly hit me as soon as I got into the open air that I was like so wasted. And I was just singing songs from the Guardians of the Galaxy soundtrack down the street uh, really loudly. What's that one? There's one song on that soundtrack that Rich says whenever I sing it, I look really smug. Oh, it's so because ooh, child, things are gonna get easier. And I was like walking down the street singing that, looking smug. And Gayla was like, my friend Gayla was just like, is this what happens? It was only a Friday night as well. So we've got to go the chiffy. I've got to sober up and get a bus. I don't know where I am. (laughs) Just like it's only half past eight. (laughs) We both got home by half nine. Would you? Wow. It was so ridiculous. Rich was like, oh, I thought you'd be out later than this. And I was like, so did I. But we are drunk. And I need I'm a, going to bed. <laughs> I, I, need a, I need a pint of water. <laughs> oh, dude. Oh, I am so... such a lightweight. That would kill me. It depends for me. I, I can be. There, it's weird because there are some nights where I'll drink like two drinks and I'll feel really weird. And then other nights where I'll have like 12 and it'll just a bit affect me. Ooh. And I'm like, what? <laughs> 
what? They probably walked in him down. It's like, oh, fucking Stacey Taylor's in again. <laughs> it was just, just give us some lemonade. <laughs> just pretend to put some vodka in. <laughs> I'll date now. Absolutely got to make a cocktail date. Anyway, this isn't really interesting for no. anybody listening in. So you can cut this bit out, can't you? Because uh, I'm probably not going to. I'm lazy. I don't like it. <laughs> just, uh, just drink it, Salons. Upload, go. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Job to them. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Johnny, do you want to tell people where they can find you on the internet should they wish to purchase things or follow you or whatnot? Should you wish to follow me, you can find me on Twitter at Bintikins, B-I-N-T-Y-K-I-N-S, and dannyabram.co.uk if you want to see some of my animation. Snazzy. That's good. Short and concise. Yeah. So I'm really easy to find. <laughs> Also, I love the name Bintikins. I don't know where it comes from, but it's adorable. It's uh, when I um, it was a university nickname. Somebody wrote Northern Bint on my door, <laughs> which I think at the start probably wasn't affectionate, but it became affectionate. <laughs> and I've been through all sorts of different incantations of it, like Miss Binty, El Binto, Binty Chan. <laughs> Bintikins is the one that's stuck. <laughs> Oh, I love El Binto. Honestly, if, if I'm walking through town and someone just yells, Bint! I'm like, what? <laughs> Sean? <laughs> Brilliant. Oh. Yeah, but I've just been Bintikins forever, so I can't change it now. It's it's part of me. Yeah, I'm like that with Stace Bob now. Every now and then I look at that and I think, I haven't watched Spongebob for like ever, but it's become like my internet identity. Yeah. So. And Spongebob. <laughs> 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 Imagine if that was the case. <laughs> uh, anyway, yes, you can follow me on the Twitter, Stacey's Parlour. Stacey with an E, Parlour with a U. Because <sighs> people get it so wrong. Um, you can email me, stacey'sparlour at gmail.com. And I don't know, uh, I'm on Stitcher now. I don't know what that means, but I think it means that you can listen to the podcast with maybe an advert at the start. I do. I may, I may or may not endorse whatever it is. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't get any say in what the adverts are. So if it's for like... David Brent, the movie, then I do not endorse it, wholeheartedly do not endorse it. Uh, but if it's for, like, I don't know, Loot Crate, then, hmm, yeah, that'll do. And it's not going to be Mac makeup. <laughs> <laughs> if it's an advert for Lush, then yes. Uh... <laughs> come, come to Lush. Be your best self. <laughs> do you know, to be honest, I just want to be an adequate self at the moment. That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> just my box standard average <sighs> Yeah, so that was episode, what, 54? 54! Danny, you've been wonderful. Thank you. Thank you for coming back to the parlour. I thought I might have scared you off with the live one. No. Nope. But it's been good. No, I, I quite like the sound of my own voice. I, I listened to that live one. I was like, hey, I'm all right. <laughs> I'm going to start my own podcast. <laughs> Do you know, I, that is, I think that is how most podcasts get started, when someone really? guests on another one and then goes, hmm, I like this. <laughs> that, that's what happened to me. So I went on Geek Syndicate and I was like, oh, I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. Uh, anyway, yes, thank you. And um, hopefully we'll meet one day for cocktails and such shenanigans. Be- We'll go to Lush, then go for cocktails, and then immediately go home and just crawl into the bath and cry. <laughs> <laughs> bath bomb. <laughs> Lush's bath bombs. Like, yes. <laughs> oh, the the uh, listeners have got such an image now. Anyway, that's it. I will see you all next month. Um. It, oh no, I've forgotten a thing. If you <laughs> if you want to donate to the Alzheimer's Society, the website thingy is still open until like October. 
I think. So um, you can give some money at justgiving.com forward slash SPCP live too. And that would be lovely because I like when charities have money and can do things with it that are helpful to people because Alzheimer's blows and um, I need to smack it in its stupid face. That was a yeah. depressing note to end it on. So, um, yeah, wow. Uh, Fannies, bye. <laughs> bye. So all the time, so Don't listen hard Don't pay attention to the distance that you're running To anyone